Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by professional wrestling commentator Tax Williams. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How are you feeling after this strenuous weekend of professional wrestling? I hate wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness, it's been a... A banging weekend of wrestling. Only a couple of incidents, which I think are disgusting, but I'm sure we'll touch on it. For sure. Yeah, definitely. But um, I think we can all agree. Yeah, we're covering WrestleMania 35. Seven and a half hours, including a pre-show, is too long for anything. It's a day of work without the lunch break. <laughs> it is too much, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's very long. I mean, that's the one thing that everyone like Meltzer and Alvarez are saying on their pod during the week, that people were leaving the show going, oh, it's bloody long, wasn't it? There's way too many matches. But... And also, I heard that all the transport links, when everyone left MetLife, uh, because they told the local um, township, etc. Yeah. All that are oh, we going to be finished by about 11 11 30 and so of course we can help you transport wise but when it goes after midnight they have to half the number of buses they run and there's like there's a, a law whereby they can't hire people to do overtime yeah because they work on the public transport which for new jersey which is like a public thing or whatever oh yes it was a absolute mess getting people out of there apparently yeah well roll on tampa next year <laughs> indeed will we be there next year oh I'd, i'm thinking about it for sure yeah it's like you know we could do a bit of disney world in like orlando and stuff as well it's not yeah. too far you know there are rumors i may be working there next year <laughs> <laughs> awesome but the uh the Kyrie sane wrestlemania as i'm going to refer to it now the pirates yeah, the pirate you know? yeah. yeah absolutely i saw something online again i'm not a big fan of it so you can confirm this the case so obviously wwe have moved away from the roman numerals now uh, yeah have they started using pokemon symbols because like a pirate flag they've got like the little stars i saw something that someone wrote and i was like oh right it's pokemon is it great not a biggest pokemon fan in the world but like, so let don't us really know in the know. chat there you go all right so as you said we're doing wrestlemania 35 uh let's quickly talk about the weekend and leading up to it yeah okay. okay so talk about the nxt show first nxt takeover new york We've got uh, War Raiders retaining the tag straps against Alistair Black and Ricochet. What a shock. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, well, I'm happy they retain because obviously uh, Rico and... What's his name? Tommy End. Ali Black, sorry, Tommy End are off to the fed, like the main roster, aren't they? <laughs> Soon to be known as Alistair. Or... Oh, God. If they one name him... Here's just... Ricochet and here's Black. <laughs> well, indeed. That, that's not going to work. But anyway, um, but yeah, um, honestly, one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Great tag match. Great, I, I mean too good for an opener because yeah. it meant i think it set the bar a bit too high for the rest of that card maybe so man i mean that's a problem with every match on some of these shows <laughs> that there's just too much good wrestling almost like people trying to get their shit in you know yeah. but uh yeah B book your match for an opener kids yeah for sure but like the crowd was so so hot for this yeah. opening match they were so happy to be there and like as modern wrestling fans they get crapped on a bit by vince and wwe nowadays like, there's lots of people talk about how the WWE don't love their fans anymore. They want to abuse them and all this yeah. sort of stuff, you know. Just to have everyone so happy to be there. And these guys put on this amazing match to open everything. But this is this is the the fans. This is the, you know, IWC's promotion. Yeah. This is all their top indie stars with a budget. Yeah, for sure. I get that, yeah. So uh, then we've got Velveteen Dream retaining the North American strap against Matt Riddle. Thank God. I tell you what, I hate him more and more. Oh, Every single, the, really, the uh, don't get it. The special show they had on the network made he ha made me hate him even more. Right, he's, he's an arrogant prick. <laughs> okay, wear some boots, wear less tight shorts, get a haircut. 
don't be Rob Van Dam. You sound like a conservative parent from the 1950s. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I am a conservative parent from the 1950s. Do you not appreciate like the fact that he's unique and that he has like a legitimate MMA background? So, can, so and, does Brock. But yeah, but um, but Brock's massively over. Yeah, well, I mean, people got pissed off of him by the end. Yeah, to an extent, for sure. I ju- I just don't get it. I don't like his character. I don't really like his in-ring work. I, you know, he's a fantastic athlete. I'm shocked. Yeah, fair I, enough. I I think because I've now gone, I I worry if I've gone down too far down the Charvo path of a case of I've written him off. Nothing, <laughs> he will never come back in my mind. I'm a huge fan. I think he's great. I think I love the the disparity between his character outside the ring and then his character inside the ring. It's like he is a lovable hippie kind of lovable dude outside the ring. Get a haircut. Get a proper and job. Then when he gets <laughs> in the ring. He like switches and becomes that fighter, you know, and I yeah. think it's really interesting. I think he's still very, very green in comparison to what people think he is. I think he, he would be the sort of person who you'd need in NXT for three years before going to the main I card. I don't agree, man. Like, I like yeah. the rawness about him and stuff. Like, I think it works. I think it's different. I, I think he's Im- just himself, you know. Like, I can imagine he goes up to the main roster. He'll be receiving one, a lot of fines. Uh, well, you can smoke weed nowadays. Yeah, you get fined. Depends where, you- but for WWE, if you're tested and you're... You get fined from hour mm. on. You don't get suspended. You don't get a wellness policy check, but you get fined. I'm not sure about that, but okay. <laughs> I read it in preparation for the, the what would be the, therefore must be real. <laughs> no, on the WWE website, on what's covered on their corporate website. Because yeah, I may not sometimes look they, into the matches, dude, but boy, I look at the corporate website. Like, like they give a shit though. People smoking weed outside the ring. Well, it's part of their wellness. Other, other wrestlers have been suspended. They obviously oh, t- have they. <laughs> well, they's the last time anyone got suspended. Well, no, by they, WWE. Tuck, they tuck the suspensions for things like marijuana away. Not suspensions, but fines. They tuck it on the corporate website. They don't announce them. Right. Okay. It basically said a number of wrestlers were. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. okay. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Qu- quarterly accounts for in other. It includes the fines they pay wrestlers. They give to their wrestlers for certain things as well. Oh, fair enough. So we've got uh, Volta winning the United Kingdom NXT strap from Pete Dunne in what I think was very close to being my match of the weekend if it wasn't for um, Kazushika Okada and Jay White and then Naito, Ibushi, and then obviously Kofi, Daniel Bryan, mm. which is pff, fucking hell, we'll get onto that in a minute. But like, um, yeah, Volta and Pete Dunne just beating the absolute living hell out of each other for 25 minutes. It's just like, holy fucking shit. But didn't just do false finishes. You know, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was really well worked. Like yeah. a really good match. I really like this match, but I also think to myself, had this been on like a UK takeover, would have the fans been hot, even hotter for this? Do you think? Uh, maybe so, man. I mean, the Tyler Bate Volta match of progress that Wembley we were at. Yeah. It's like that was a long show as well. Nowhere near this long. Uh, not as long as the WrestleMania show, anyway. Um, but it was it was a long show at Wembley. But it was the crowd was so incredibly hyped for that main yeah. event. Like it really came off really well for me. I mean, I remember sitting there going, I'm "Fucking exhausted." <laughs> this is for the progress show. Can't believe we got to drive home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then they got in the ring. I was just like, it's like Hulk Andre WrestleMania yeah. three. It just works so brilliantly. And um, I think this was along those levels. Like it was really, really, really good. Walters now just basically killed all of um, strong uh, British strong style, didn't he? Uh, I think uh, rightly so. Yeah. I think Pete Dunne might be off to the main roster relatively soon. I think Pete Dunne should be on the main roster very soon. Maybe NXT America first? Yeah, because they need him. I think they do. Well, need? They've got a lot of good people over there. I think they need him to give you that main main event level talent who are ready to be main event level talents. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Adam Cole, Pete Dunne in the main event. Yes, please. Yeah, no, I'm totally in. I think there's so many matches you can make. I mean, Velveteen, Pete Dunne, 
like Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne. I know you don't like Matt Riddle, but like, you know, there's so many people. I would happily watch Pete Dunne beat the shit out of Matt Riddle. Even like Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, just be amazing yeah. matches. You Kyle know? O'Reilly, Super Strong Style 16. Yeah, interesting. Hooray for the 12 imports. The Super Strong Style of imports. You know, we don't use imports. We're the only company to run in London. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop shitting on progress. Let's carry on. So Shayna Baszler retains the NXT Women's Championship match, um, championship. Uh, over Bianca Belair, uh, Io Shirai, and Kairi Sane. Uh, again, really fun match. Uh, a bit spotty, a bit like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. fair enough, you know. Following Walter Pete done, you're like, got to put it out of the bags, ladies. Let's go yeah. for it. And yeah. again, really good, nice action all the way through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Can't Until go on. the main event. So we've got this main event. Of- oh, Kushida. Oh, Kushida popped up as well. Yeah, I'm happy for him. He's going to die in the Fed because he's not going to get booked the way he should be booked. <laughs> because WWE have done this. Oh, Kenta's gone. Yeah. Shinsuke's going. Yeah. You know what we need? Another Japanese star to ruin. Yeah, it's also they've just gone, looked at the New Japan roster and gone, who's the top guy in the juniors? Oh, let's have Kushida then. Yeah, cool. Yeah. The reason, like, the thing with, in, I'll, I'll be quick about it. In Japan, um, Kushida doesn't necessarily have the greatest matches ever. Like, he's has very solid, very good matches, but he's been booked as the very top guy. He's yeah. like got the Cena, the whatever push but just in the junior division. WWE aren't going to do that. Like He's going to come across 205. He'll have some matches. He'll probably have a run with a title, etc., etc. Give him the Back to the Future entrance on every single show, and then he'll get over. Yeah, I agree, but it's... And find the kid with a giant Kushida head. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I just don't think it's going to last. I think he'll be back in New Japan within a couple Two of years. years. Yeah, he'll he'll yeah. see out his contract, make his money and go. For sure. So, the main event of the NXT show... Johnny Gargano defeats Adam Cole to take the NXT strap in a two out of three falls match game. The rest of the world seems to think this is the greatest match ever. But I know me and you are going to strongly disagree with that. I hideously disagree with this. I watched the whole thing going, oh, okay, yeah. I think the problem is this, again, in in general, two out of three falls matches, I just don't get on board with it. Because unless you get the rare time when they they win two matches in a row, you already know that, okay, he's lost his early fall. He's going to get one back and they're going to go on. Yeah, but that's the point of the match, obviously, in that it's two guys that are on such a plateau. They can't beat each other. Yeah, like, we have to have the two out of three fours, etc. But So, I, I mean, I know you're going to see it coming every time, though, if you're a wrestling yeah. fan. You know, it's a shame. And NXT is not angled for the casual fan. It's angled for the wrestling fan who's become jaded by the product. So at least we can go, we can give all this really good stuff you see on the indies, but with a budget. Partly, yeah. I think that's it's definitely the way that it's seen um i think there's more i think kids i think grandparents and stuff anyone watching this nxt show would absolutely adore it you know yeah i definitely think it's angled towards us pretty much yeah. you know what i mean but i think that it's, it, the product is so good it's so entertaining it's everything i love about professional wrestling apart from when you have a main event that they do fuck all for 20 minutes and then they just do false finish after false finish after kicking out a finisher after false finish after kicking out a finisher the false it just comes so just like for fuck's sake you know exactly what they're going to do over and over again and shit on everyone like anyone in the roster could do this match adam cole is better than this absolutely yeah johnny gargano i expect this from him yeah and i feel sorry for him because this main event would have been better had it been champa because of the storyline yeah because of the build I think the fact that they had to pop in Adam Cole at the last minute really hindered it. But then I also mm. think to myself, what would Adam Cole been doing? Probably something with the Undisputed Era. But that's the thing, the card was full. Yeah. Do you think they pulled Dunn and Walter up because they didn't have anything of the Undisputed Era? Yeah, that maybe. would have been a slot for it. 
Yeah. And they called him up for it. Potentially. But again, decent enough match, but certainly not worth the hype everyone's giving. Yeah, it's... Um, I Two just... very competent wrestlers going out there wrestling with very little backstory. Yeah, it just it didn't do much for me. I think that's the simplest no. way to put it. So, anyway, so um, yeah, it's uh, generally with the NXT show. What do you kind of come away with thinking? I come away with that again. Just leave Velveteen Dream alone for eighteen months. Give him a long run with the NXT title. Yeah, and let him come up to the main roster with the belt. Yeah, I think you could let quite him... easily slip into Adam Cole Velveteen Dream quite soon. Yeah, and I would expect to see Undisputed Era run amok for the rest of this year. Yeah, because again, don't bring them up just yet. There's not enough space in the main roster. I'm expecting there'll be a big cull shortly after the Superstar shakeup, so I think there'll be a lot of releases. Yeah. Because AEW have almost announced their full roster now, so it's a case of, well, they're not going to take everyone. And I think they're... <laughs> they're certainly going to not take the people they're cutting from WWE. No, as I said, if they cut an Ambrose or if they cut a Shinsuke, if Shinsuke's not going to Japan based on something you sent me earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, breaking news if you've got Twitter. Well, it was just a photo of Shinsuke Okada and uh, the old ref whose name I suddenly can't remember, just having dinner together, having a lovely conversation. I and speculated to you they were just inquiring if Lana's available and her contract's yeah. expiring for New Japan. <laughs> exactly. We've got an idea for a women's division, New Japan. Is Lana, can she figurehead that? <laughs> the thing is, the photo doesn't mean anything at all. No. It's just the fact that they're sitting down having a conversation. You're like, mm, I wonder what this conversation could be. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think Shinsuke's at a point where he does need to go back to New Japan pretty swiftly or go to AEW if he just wants to stay in Florida surfing for all the time you yeah. know but we'll see okay so we're into the pre-show now we've got um I was so excited genuinely I was so excited for WrestleMania this year yeah I think because I've been so down the product I watched Raw I watched Smackdown this week and I was like you know what I remember why I quite enjoy this and thought <laughs> I don't know much of the you know the storyline's been crap from Raw and Smackdown really yeah. <laughs> like, yeah yeah but the matches at Mania, the production value of it, I always get excited. I always get excited because I know I put the next day off work. I have mm. my, I play what I like to call snack roulette. So I've got a little app for what number of my snacks I'm going to eat and what order. Mistake. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, I love Mania. <laughs> yeah, I was really hyped up for it. Like We had a little group chat going. Unfortunately, your internet cut out, so we had to stop that pretty quickly. Which sucks, man. Do you but want to talk about this? i tell you what, as a, as a side note. So watching, I watch normally the network from my Apple TV. So right. I sit in my front room on the TV watching it. My internet died down, so I was watching on 4G on my phone. Yeah. The amount of spot calling you can hear just through headphones rather than through your TV. <laughs> Fudge me. There was uh, an issue, for sure. The mic in the ring seemed very hot because mm. that was came across. Yeah, quite a lot a of lot. spotty, spotty calling. There was a lot of you talk too much on this, you know? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. like... Anyway, so um, getting the pre-show, we get this douchebag with a suit jacket and shorts that apparently was in the NFL or something. Pat McAfee. Yeah, I'm just... I, I can't I'm pretty sure he does him. some kind of internet security or something. I, I, yeah, I think I meant to... Uh, like him is a commentator on the table i, I just detest him he annoys everything I, I hate so much about him the only thing i like the fact he was wearing shorts with his fucking shitty suit because i thought it was funny I, I, I said to you in the group <laughs> chat i instantly googled this see can i buy a suit with shorts <laughs> excellent um so uh tony niece takes the wwe cruiserweight uh belt from buddy murphy in 10 minutes 40 um quite a good match to be totally honest like yeah. it was okay two guys i don't really care about in a division i don't really care about on a show from a show i don't really care about but they they kept my attention obscure reference did you ever watch nightmare on itv when I you were did. younger yeah with the helmet and like guiding people around and stuff. tony niece looks like the son of Tragar, the dungeon master probably yeah. give it a google <laughs> okay nice had i given you these things we could have set it up for the video stream but i forgot to mention it until it's fine. now it doesn't matter like it was it was okay it's the right time for Buddy Murphy to drop the belt. Yeah, for sure. Winning it at Super Showdown Down Under worked perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, good match, good opener. 
they just they they look exactly the same. Like the 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 thing that I found kind of annoying about this match was that the story is essentially these are the two biggest 205ers, therefore the best 205ers. Yeah. And you're like, that's not the fucking point. Well, no, no, no. Tony Nese won a tournament. Because <laughs> Drew like, Gulak was probably busy. But on commentary, they kept putting yeah. over the fact that these are the two biggest guys. Like, oh, if anyone can match Buddy Murphy in size, it's Tony Nese. You know? I, like, I like Tony Nese counting his abs as he came down to the ring. Oh, did he? Nice. And cool. the stages were like, oh, I should probably put this snack roulette number three down. <laughs> so there we've got Carmella winning the women's battle royal. Uh, and they, they finish it with this bullshit she went under the bottom rope and then appears at the end yeah. and to then kind of do the false finish with whoever was in the Sarah ring Logan. Sarah Logan yeah because that was quite a fun little thing yeah. with them doing their fits yeah um, I just I did this finish they use it in every battle royal or rumble now and it's just like come on you don't have to do this every time it's not a surprise and again I was fully expecting Oscar just to eliminate everyone yeah but instead, they... we both had Asuka winning. Yeah. Pick. Oh, talk about picks, by the way. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get to the end and we'll talk about it. Yeah. But yeah. So um. Yeah. Ruined Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ruined. It was okay. She had some good moments and stuff, and she'll have a nice push afterwards. You'd imagine. You fucking hope so, at least, because step in line behind Lacey Evans <sighs> and Dana Brooke. In fairness, though, to Lacey Evans, <laughs> if they Sorry, let, my face melting into my microphone. If they let Lacey Evans be the character from her pre WWE life rather than this sort of lady from the 50s they'd be on a run with it it's like proper yeah. military background lady yeah mm. rather than the southern bell thing they're doing at the moment everything I've seen from her I just don't give a shit like <laughs> there's so much wrestling this weekend I don't need some cunt coming to the Jesus. ring walking to the ring being like <laughs> then walking away just like ah oh, it's dumb and then like oh, we'll talk about it now fuck it so but Mysterio was injured so they needed to fill time because they didn't have enough time on this show fuck's sake was it seven and a half hours seven end? and a half hours so lacy on raw comes out and like comes up to becky lynch and punches her and like so we're not following up with flair or rousey we're just doing this dumbass gimmick from this thing that everyone's just been frustrated by for months you know she hit her with the woman's right ah uh, yeah woman's rights is yeah. it or something it's the women's right oh, okay yeah, yeah i get it um and then they do the same <laughs> they do the same thing on smackdown like we're following up becky lynch's bullshit finish whatever with no storyline whatever that comes around it and then just into this bullshit like what are you thinking <laughs> but anyway that's cool so we're into the what are we up to now we're then up to we're still on pre-show because we've got yeah. the raw tag straps so we've got oh, Hawkins yeah. and Ryder the spotty, majors spotty callers uh, indeed versus the revival uh, thank you Dash appreciate you mate well done Dash Wilder <laughs> and as punishment for helping out Bret Hart and punching a prick in the face you've lost your tag straps it's not punishment like they get to put over these guys like you know <laughs> It's good. It was at the WrestleMania moment. It was I've good lost times. 269 matches in a row, and now I've lost to a man dressed as a fucking Hornswoggle wannabe. But you knew this was going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We predicted it. So um, there's a brilliant line by Cole halfway through where he's, he fluffs his lines a little bit, and he goes, smash mouth in your style. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah. So sexy sounding. Uh, the fans uh, chant, let's go Hawkins after some crazy high spots. Scary suplex to the outside. Brain buster on the outside. Quick roll up by Hawkins on Dash and new Raw Tag Team Champions. Yes, yeah, Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, Hawkins a rider. Um, Rumor circulating there'll be new tag belts shortly. I yeah. see after the Superstar Shakeup. Apparently, uh, according to Meltzer and Alvarez and that lot, I think it was the Observer lot that posted um, saying they were there at the show. Yeah, but they just didn't use them. So I don't know why. Maybe they didn't like what turned up or something. Because when someone wins the tag belts, they want them to be on a proper tag team. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, having. Wilder and Hawkins as these guys have lost however many matches in yeah, a row and had their names wrong on show and such. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Um 
again, a pretty fun match. Good like moment. Why didn't they announce that Hawkins and Ryder are from New York? Yeah. It's in New York. They're the hometown boys. Why not announce it on the show? Whilst we're talking about announcements anything, ring ramp, which we haven't covered yet. Some people entering from the back, some people entering up from the side and starting halfway down the ramp. Really? Yeah. Okay. I Did you not know people it? coming from the side? No. Well, because they, they had like a slope up to the middle of the ramp. Yeah. So halfway when sometimes you had like a ring entrance you're like where the hell did they come from but i noticed it when um rusev and um nakamura were coming out and yeah. lana and rusev were just walking up the side of the stage so they didn't get to walk out the main entrance no so some were walking oh, up man. some were walking different locations depending on when their entrance started okay now we're talking about it what do you think of this setup for wrestlemania this year the stage the ramp the stadium everything i thought it was very simplistic just to benefit from the graphics yeah the graphics on the video will look huge and they look brilliant and some of the mm-hmm. footage that you've seen from there i'd expect more for wrestlemania but unfortunately you know ww do this now we're going to use pyro one night a year let's just stick it on the top of the stadium so um i liked the fact they had one big curved screen yep. you could use it quite well i need some sort of more staging I thought it looked a bit cheap at times, but me and Mr. Wicked were talking a little bit during the show and stuff. And I don't know if you noticed the, um, what do you call it? Like the, the pleather kind of topping on oh, the yeah. ramp. It looked like it was kind of like gloss. The side. Yeah. It was so cheap and tacky looking for WrestleMania. You have this dog shite looking ugly ramp. That's not even one smooth platform. It kind of does this occasionally and such like, you're the WWE for WrestleMania in MetLife Stadium. The stadium looked incredible, by the way, and the staging yeah. around the actual ring looked nice and simplistic in that you could get everyone views on it. You didn't have those giant palm trees like they had like a few yeah. years back. And I stuff. mean, you, st- you still cocked up some of the views. There were still some of the seats that had been sold, which is like going over the ring post, which obviously had the uh, the turrets holding up the, uh, the lighting rig above the yeah. ring. But it's a case of, look where you buy your fucking tickets. Um, well, yeah, I don't expect something to be directly in front of me, whatever ticket I buy, really. In fairness, most of them do say restricted view. Oh, do they? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I've seen that with like shows and such in the past. One of my yeah. friends went to WrestleMania 29, Yeah, and he bought tickets of restricted view, thinking, oh, what could they possibly be? They couldn't be that restricted. They're restricted. What kind of thing do they have in front of them? I'm interested now. Blocks, scaffolding, towers, not much of the wrestling ring. Jesus. But, you know, if you go all that way, you want to watch the video wall. <laughs> for sure you do <laughs> yeah. so um yeah i was just really disappointed by the entrance ramp in general i think they've given up a lot of this because yeah. even like previous years when they had like the uh the led ramp where Rollins set fire to it and the fire went down the ring i know it's awesome yeah. it's good but i, I said them think to myself wwe if they've only got two people to have an entrance down that ramp it's yeah. a lot of money to spend just for two people and obviously, you know, they had to pay the Mad Max gimmick for Triple H. But doesn't everyone have those sort of entrances now on Raw and SmackDown stuff? Not on the, not on the, they've got the, like, the base on the entrance ramp, but not stuff flowing down the walkway. Doesn't, didn't Baron Corbin have one where it kind of like ink flooded down from his screen onto the walkway and then out and then, doesn't Seth Rollins have one where fire comes out and goes, blah? Possibly. I'm not sure. I don't watch the products enough to really know, yeah. but they definitely had those. What, you're points. a super fan? <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> but like, I honestly thought like it just needed more They should, they could have done special more. production, you yeah. know? I, it wasn't a, the traditional WrestleMania staging. Because I think back to WrestleMania in recent years when they had like the roller coaster yeah. at the top of the stadium. That's the sort of thing I expect to see. Yeah, for sure. So then we finished the pre-show with the Men's Battle Royal. We've got Braun Strowman uh, winning. Um, they did the same bullshit. Some the, the two Saturday Night Live guys go under the ring, under the bottom rope, and then come back out to do the false finish. And you're like, you did this twice with the two rumbles you had. Do you not have any better ideas? <laughs> like I was just so confused. Ruined 
wasted opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it was, the whole match was just a vehicle for this silly Saturday night. Braun Strowman hopefully gets some eyes on the product from yeah. outside of the wrestling community, you know. And um, that's why it was on the, because as we said in the group chat, the 11 till 12 o'clock section for us in the UK. So yeah. it would have been the 5 till 6 section uh, in in the US. Or five or four. Well, anyway, the last hour of the pre-show. The that was on, that was on the USA pre-show. Network. That was free on YouTube, Facebook. So they wanted to get eyes on it. Yeah. So by having the Saturday Night Live people on it, but it was just as you said. I like Braun Strowman, but they've killed him. Yeah. Any credibility they it's, had as a monster, they've ruined it. They've it, humanized him too much. Um, I don't have a problem with humanizing him necessarily, and I think, like I've said to you before, he'd be quite good for like Disney shows and movies and things. And on Raw, Saturday he struggled to pick someone up to power slam him, yet he can push over trucks <laughs> with his bare hands. Um, oh, I'm struggling to power slam you. Oh, I can push over this fucking Arctic truck. Yeah, I didn't have a massive problem with either, to be honest. Like, um, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, it makes sense now you say it. His mainstream appeal will hopefully but, benefit. He's slimmed down. He looks great. He's probably. Good. I think what helped, hindered him was his elbow injury during the year. Right. Because it took him a long time to heal. Roman going away ill didn't help because I think they probably would have put a belt on him sooner had they not had to drop it back onto Lesnar. And Lesnar probably went, he knew him in the face. I'm not working. Wait, slow, slow down, slow down. What? <laughs> say that again? <laughs> well, when they were going to have the battle in Saudi Arabia, yeah. Reigns got ill. So right. then they end up having to have Strowman versus Lesnar for the belt. Okay. The universal yeah. title. Because that was going to be... Roman and Lesnar. Right, okay. So I think had that match happened, that would have been Brock disappearing for a while, and then they would have had Strowman Reigns potentially feuding for the belt. Okay. But because Roman went away, yeah. and they gave the belt to Lesnar, Lesnar probably did... I'm not working with Strowman again because he needed me in the fucking face. Yeah, it seems to be that they don't want to work together or yeah. Brock doesn't want to work with him. At so least. hopefully now with Brock out of the picture, yeah. the need for main event level talent on Raw or SmackDown after the shake-up gets Strowman pushed. Oh, I've said for at least a year that I'm yeah. like, Strowman should be the top guy no matter what. Yeah, And the shape that dude's in right now... He looks he, amazing. He's lost he? so much weight on his upper body specifically. Like, he looks ripped right you now. You look at him in comparison to when he was in the Wyatt family, when he looked, looked just like a giant baby. And yeah. now, now he's got his hair cut, he's got his beard back. He's mainstream appeal. Absolutely, man. And the thing is that you see him backstage and like in little vignettes or little kind of like... Things with like Session Moth Martina, like uploading a yeah. photo of her grinding on Braun backstage. And he seems like it's a, a genuinely guy. okay human being. Like, there's lots of talk about he's got a bad attitude backstage and stuff. And that's why he hasn't got the push that maybe we think he should have. But I, I, as I said, on Saturday morning TV guy, as like, you know, a guest on like, you know, I don't know what they have nowadays, but live and kicking was the thing yeah. we had back in the day. He'd be hilarious, you know? I was put like- him in the remake of the Princess Bride <laughs> in the Andre role. Like, you know, he's he's easy money, this dude. I also liked the Hall of Fame ceremony when they were pulling away the attacker that you saw Braun Strowman ominously walking behind him in this case of, it's a good thing Dash and decked him because Braun would have killed him. <laughs> exactly, man. Right, so we're into the main show now. And we open on America the Beautiful, which was just overly sung beyond belief. <laughs> like, what is it with Americans not to be able to sing a fucking melody anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's they're making it their own. <laughs> it was like a like a jazzed up hip hop version almost at times. You know, it was just it was fucking weird. Um, then we get the helicopter flyover because I guess you can't fly planes over New York anymore. So. <laughs> 
I wrote also, that line down as I watched it. I was like, ah, that's out of order. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> and also, you know, Charlotte Fair. And she was like, oh, we're in the main event. We are still in the main event. <laughs> oh, I'll just do a loop round. <laughs> she was in one of those helis yeah. just for like four out seven hours, just like flying around New York. The only reason why she managed to get into the main event is because they went, we're going to run out of fuel. And yeah. she's like, oh, we'll have to land. <laughs> Covered in ECW puke and yeah. stuff. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot that reference. Well played to you. Anyway, so um, official, the um, sorry, the opening package uh, I've just written was absolutely mm. beautiful, really creative, frame splicing and sound bites all the way through it. Like, beautifully done. My way levels of like opening promos, you know, that oh, way, nice comparison. Way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let, let's be honest, that WrestleMania 17 thing with Austin, all the My Sacrifice promos are the best ones I've so ever done. Special. But this was. Yeah top notch again if you weren't hyped for mania already and at this stage uh i'd had to settle my screaming child <laughs> so i was half an hour behind i was yeah. in a really foul mood and i sat down and watched this package like snack roulette five yeah let's get <laughs> on with this so i was uh not sober by this point because i was like let's have fun you know, just enjoy <laughs> this and um <laughs> is that where the helicopter line came from <laughs> pretty much uh, and i just got so emotional at this point i was like all the wrestling I've watched over this weekend has led to this moment, you know? And they, they really delivered on the opening package. Like, we know how good their video team is. But I feel that sometimes the producers, the mamans, whatever, get in the way of letting them do what they want to do. Yeah. So there was moments when they had this technique where, like, it looked like clouds coming down and one person would fade into the other. And it was all the champions lifting their different belts in different moments. He's like, so oh, nice. oh. This production level is right up there, like absolute quality. I always love the, th the thought process because not being an overly creative person myself, but to sit there and someone goes, got an idea for a video package and just to then have it like yeah. made and translated onto the screen. Well, it's insane. It's Absolutely, man. I always wondered like who made that my way entrance? I video you know I can we employ them to do more <laughs> like, I, I wonder if they're still there from you know? the podcast because i know that um something about wrestling something else to wrestle with yeah um they covered wrestlemania 17 i think it was a chap called david shibadi oh wow who did the um who did the video packages for it because it's, it cool. said it's gone down as this is the best one the lyrics for the limp biscuits song the the footage the austin and rocket it no, it's just in that time period as well i'm assuming so if you're watching though. this or listening to this you are a wrestling fan, so you probably would have been back and watched WrestleMania 17. But if not, go and Google WrestleMania 17, my way video package. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's pretty fucking good. But then look at this year's WrestleMania and compare them because th there's definitely comparisons. I know it's not building to one match. And like no. we talk about the women's pa video package later as well. But um, yeah, as an opening video package for a WrestleMania, this was just um, yeah. pff, it's so impressive. Uh, what wasn't so impressive is what followed next. <laughs> okay, so Paul Heyman comes out. And well, says he's here to get business well, done no, early you, and get you, out of You've here. forgotten the Alexa Bliss and Hulk Hogan bit. Uh, is that here? Yes. Okay, so Alexa comes out, does the, I can do anything, I'm the host, snap my fingers, blah, here comes and racist Hulk Hogan. Is, and this is the best bit. Yeah. So Alexa Bliss comes out, looks nervous as, as hell, delivers poor wording, <laughs> which is odd for her because she's normally on fire, yeah. and then introduces the guest of Hulk Hogan. They do some flexing. And at that stage, Paul Heyman comes out. And while Hogan's flexing, the best part of the entire pay-per-view is Paul Heyman walking out to Real American, looking at Hogan going, no, 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 no. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah, you oh, say it. Yeah, Outstanding. He's like, what's he doing here? No, 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 no. And then Hogan's like, oh, Heyman, I am a Real American. Straight down the ring. Is this the point where we talk about um, the New Day at the Hall of Fame during Hogan's entrance? Do you know this? Yeah, so the New Day routine, everyone's interested, they're real hype, they were clapping, laughing, having a good time. Hogan comes out, they sat there, emotionless. 
and just let him walk out and get in the ring and the whole way during his speech they just sat there and motionless and you're like good protest boys i like it did you really also see nice. what the little girl did in in the crowd as hogan walked down for that hall of fame no hogan was slapping hands he went to slap the little the young black girl's hand yeah she moved her hand out uh, of the way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome we do fuck around with racist mate fuck that dude but in fairness um i don't know if you saw on twitter as well what Big E said that he'd had a chat with hogan at wrestlemania right. weekend and that hogan had finally apologized okay directly well, to Big E. something at least you know I think it's a case of, yeah, that's right. You uh, you apologise to a man behind closed doors rather than all the WWE cameras on you saying, the key thing, guys, is be careful what you say because the cameras might be here. Yeah. I think what you're trying to say there, Hogan, is be careful what you say because your views are outdated. <laughs> Beyond outdated, just fucking stupid. He's just a dick. Anyway, so first up, we got our WWE... Please come on our podcast. <laughs> no, don't. Dude, no, I don't want him anywhere near us. Um, he's a fucking smelly hot dog, dude. <laughs> So first up, we've got WWE Universal Championship match of Lesnar, our current champion, versus Seth Rollins. Uh, the champ comes out first. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, we're setting a precedent here yeah. for the rest of the night. Awful. I feel it. Awful. <laughs> and boy, we did. <laughs> so Lesnar jumps Rollins to start with. F5 on the outside. Brock knows selling everything to start with. Brock does suplex city, bitches. It does the suplex city stuff. Uh, Rollins low blows Brock ref fell on the apron on the hardest part of the ring or whatever uh, stomp 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 one two three and new universal champion Seth freaking Rollins I mean let's make sure he fucking obliterated Rollins during this uh, yeah to start with you know I, I like the fact as well that Lesnar probably did this going don't ring the bell yet because I'm not going to get beaten up no, I'm not going to get beaten up. I'll, I'll lose to him when the bell time's on, yeah? Yeah, there was lots of on the outside for about five minutes or so. The bell time, this is about two minutes, 40 seconds. Real short, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they basically did all the fight on the outside, yeah. then got in the ring and then did the finish. And so, I mean, I, I was so happy with this opening match. I, yeah. This is exactly how I wanted WrestleMania to start. Quick, fun, interesting. Start hot. Bit different, yeah. Don't have to worry about it. Don't have to worry about Lesnar stinking out the joint because everyone's pumped for it, so they're there straight away. Yeah. And the best part of this also led to Ambrose's good goodbye speech. And when he said, the best thing I've seen in WWE is you stamping his cereal box head and looks around and going, and you, uh, you beat cancer. Where's this from? This is from his like post-Raw um, goodbye speech. Oh, I haven't seen it. Is it yeah. on YouTube or something? Yeah, so basically oh, okay. people filmed it. So after, after Raw, uh, Rollins called out <laughs> Reigns to booze. So I got it, yeah. Good yeah. thing that's not dead already. <laughs> Roman, you've survived cancer, but you've been back for three months now. So boo. Did he get booed? He got booze, yeah. Oh, well, he got no booze at Mania as well. Mm, kind. I didn't really hear much. They were audible. Okay, fair Maybe enough. Maybe because I was chatting while I was looking at my TV show. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was a really little mark out moment for me here. Like, you know, Seth Rollins' music has that little break in it. Yeah. When he won the belt, he was holding it, looking down at it, going, oh, I'm so happy. Then it cut and he went, burn it <laughs> like in yeah. the break and yeah. you're like oh that's really clever proper professional and he got a huge pop because the crowd was silent because there was no music yeah and so he just went like this and the whole crowd went, and then the music kicked in you're like oh that was great really cool little moment did you ever think watching tyler black on the indies he would ever be winning a title i mean he's he's won every year at mania granted he's yeah. won a match every year at mania obviously he lost to water but then he cashed in yeah 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 but um he's pretty damn good isn't he i think Rollins. he's one of the very best they've got on their roster and i would do everything to keep him like apparently he's a bit of a locker room leader now as well yeah. which you can see when you look at the guys around him and i also believe a lot of the promos was like work shoot 
a stat about Lesnar. I think a lot of the what yeah. he was saying in this case of I actually believe this. Yeah. And there wasn't much of a story coming in, so that do something and like yeah. that that the real life stuff just works. You know, yeah. Brock doesn't give a fuck. You're a dick. I'm here. We're gonna win this belt. Yeah. Give it some ownership to the fans. I think, so. I think you can say anything about Brock and he wouldn't take it like actually personally nowadays. He just doesn't seem to care. He's got so much money and <laughs> so many options out there. Sidebar back to what we mentioned about NXT, Matt Riddle continue going, he wants to retire. Brock, do you think they'll ever have a match? Um I'm going to say no. It depends what they do with Matt Riddle. And if he does end up doing like main eventing championships and stuff, obviously you're going to say no because you hate him. But like, well, no, you know. I, I, I can see the mainstream appeal of, of him, but it'll be interesting to see the appeal of him when he's on the main roster because he'll be there within mm. a year. Yeah. If they just do what they did to RVD with him, then it'll be terrible. Yeah. But if they give him a personality and characters and storylines and work with his personality and stuff, it could be very interesting. Mm. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, so run, kids, run. It's Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. <laughs> it's nice they gave commentators loo breaks yeah. other than Corey Graves <laughs> for the whole bloody show. I mean, one of my biggest complaints about the ROH New Japan show the night before um, was the amount of people they had on commentary. Um, so I counted, and there was nine different people on commentary at one point. <laughs> and you're like, that's too many. In one match? In one match. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, that's way too fucking many. But at least WWE were rotating them in and out. There was only ever three people on commentary yeah. at the most at and any time. And it works, I think. It was, it was a nice yeah, touch yeah. to have a slight different change of voice. I know they've got the two commentary teams, but getting people... Page was not great. Yeah, I didn't think, like... There was, a f- there was a few people that didn't contribute a great deal on commentary. Yeah. Lawler being one of them, really. Booker C being another. Yeah, JBL being another, in my opinion. I'm okay, basically, fan. so all of the guest commentators were crap. Pretty much, yep. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I personally would much prefer to have two, potentially three, really solid guys doing the whole card. Because I think it would have a fluidity to it and such. But I understand with the different rosters and the, the, yeah. the amount of different shows and everything they have. like And, and the loo breaks, the fact that it's seven fucking hours. You know, yeah, people See, Renee breaks. Young sitting <laughs> squatting over a bucket by the side of her desk. Wait, Renee Young, what has happened to her commentary? Vince McMahon. It's, she was clever had good opinions like knew when to shut up knew when to talk like it was so going so well and now all she does is like oh braun's got a big face <laughs> like oh he really got him there the th- best thing for Rena young if she gets moved <sighs> so to smackdown bad. and can return to being Rena young yeah because as you said she's overproduced now it's it's not relaxing you see things that you hear things that Corey graves says mm-hmm. and you know he's getting a bollocking straight away yeah. whereas i don't think renee has basically been told do this yeah it feels very much like they've said to her, stop talking so much. Give us one line of sound bites and such. And yeah. she's just taking the piss almost now. Yeah. But like, listen, If you haven't noticed, listen to Renee Young commentary. It's it's very interesting to see how much she seems to be taking the piss out of what she's doing. I don't think she's going to be that long. Well, now Ambrose is gone. Yeah. That, that was obviously a contribution towards it as well. Yeah. You know, I wonder whether they'll end up in AEW soon, but we'll see. So, uh, next match, we've got the phenomenal AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Now, it's a good thing if you watch this on the network, because you got to see this match. People in attendance did not get to see this match. Well, yeah, let's run through it quickly, and we'll talk about when we get to it. So, uh, I was personally really enjoying the simple storytelling elements of it. It's just that I'm better than you, letting the guys work. They obviously hadn't had much instruction or anything, just having a good, solid match. And I think to not burn the crowd out at this point, you need that. But... Almost immediately, we get turn the lights off, clap, 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 clap from the crowd, and they're just chanting endlessly. So we get this whole fans versus lights thing that goes on for ages, where there's basically uh, a giant yellow light blinding one section of the audience, 
Um, and apparently it was just the one light and it was the one section, not the whole thing. But you can see all these yellow lights all the way across the thing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know? Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. I know why they do this. They want to light up the fans. They want to show their responses and such. But like you look at WrestleMania three, for example. They didn't have these giant no. spot lamps over the crowd, and the the crowd from the emotion from the crowd is incredible. You know, I think you could tell how much this pissed off AJ and Randy Orton. Oh, absolutely! Um, based They're on, shitting on their WrestleMania match. Well, yeah? exactly, and based on all the comments made afterwards on their social media and stuff like that. All right, okay. So obviously, Orton went straight on to his Instagram, took a, had a picture of the yellow light, and was like, <laughs> "I'm really sorry." On behalf of WWE, I apologize. And AJ yeah. pretty much did the same thing by basically saying, "I'm really sorry, you didn't get to watch a really good match." The thing is, this is not the first time this has happened either. No, they've done it before. Like, why would I mean? It's, it's a lot of seats to test, but you would have thought you'd try to test out to see if yeah. anyone's going to be blinded by these lights. Because when they're doing the uh, the Charlotte helicopter landing the next day, someone's going to be in that stadium and go, do you want to just turn the lights on, Steve? Yeah. See what happens. Nah, mate, check. we'll be fine. You'll right. be all right on the night. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a 450 attempt by AJ. Uh, they get an insanely tippity-top superplex from the very tippity-top by Orton. Then the lights go off and everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> huge pop around the whole arena, like massive stadium. Sorry. Huge pop. The lights then come off the go off. Right. The l- lights then come back on. <laughs> and it was like, boo. While the match is still going on. I think this was Vince McMahon going, Orton hasn't been getting a lot of fan reaction. <laughs> I know what we'll do. This is the best. We'll thing. get him over because the lights then go off again, and it was like, yeah, and Orton immediately plays it off like, yeah, I'm great, <laughs> like playing off like this is his heat or something. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it's fucking genius, man. And the worst thing is backstage, Vince Man's going, they love it. Yeah. Listen to them, they love it. <laughs> and like Road Dog's like, uh, Vince, they love it, Road Dog. At least they immediately realised what was happening and tried to do something about it and get rid of that fucking light. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, though, you'd like to think they've got it labelled on the desk somewhere going, okay, right, that's off. Mate. How have we turned it back on? T- contemplate what you're think- t- saying for a second, right? Think of the amount of lights in a stadium just normally, right? Yep. Then you add all their production lights in there as well. You're talking thousands and hundreds of thousands yep. of different light switches and electronic circuits yep. and stuff. Label it. Like finding that one particular fucking light Label must be it. impossible. Nope. Label it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, massive RKO, one, two, kick out by AJ, phenomenal forearm to the outside, which was nuts. Phenomenal forearm back into the ring, and one, two, three, your winner, AJ Styles. Um, aside from the light bullshit, I think they did fucking excellently considering how much bullshit they had to deal with. Very good match, considering the... I mean, I'd, I'd say this is the best match Randy Orton's had in 10 years. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's right up there. Apart from maybe the Seth Rollins-Randy Orton with the finish, with the kick up from the curb stomp. Yeah, but that's just one spot. I didn't want to make a good match. The match is good. Watch the match back. Seriously. Like, it's, the match it's, is all right. Yeah. I, I was going for a bit of Charvo-Orton phase at that time. Oh, okay, fair and enough. Because the problem with Randy Orton is he did so much too, too young. What else are you going to do? Unfortunately yeah, for Orton point. now. Like He's that. there as a main event talent who can be put in a feud. But I think that's that's probably it for Orton. I don't ever see him having another title run. Um, it depends who gets injured and stuff, really, because Orton's that guy that can step in at any point for them yeah. and do the job, you know? Like, he's a, he's a very solid wrestler, very good talker oh, when he wants to be. He, he is lazy pro- as fuck, doesn't give a shit. He's the prototype wrestler. Yeah. If, he, if he had seen his attitude, mm. then 620 make-a-wishes, fair play to Big Match, John. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I'm, I guess this is the point where we can talk about this. So, one of the things that I came out of this whole WrestleMania feeling was that it feels so nice to step away from vanilla giants with tra- crappy tribal tattoos you know yeah like the orton batista triple h edge like that period of pro, pro wrestling 
Like it feels like we've finally gone. Oh, look at all these other people that are here. Well, you could tell looking up and down this card. No Cena, no Undertaker. Yeah. Triple H shoehorned his way in there. Yeah, for sure. But all no Rock, no Stone Cold making an appearance. But it's all the new guys that yeah. are making these pushes and they're getting the attention and stuff. Uh interesting developed strange like characters and such which they desperately needed for so long and this is what's happened now because finally for all the years by having to bring back these top stars from the past like again like jericho going to aw means he wasn't available for everything as well yeah by having the last few years and i've been critical of it as well but i've understood why they're doing it you need to get the big stars in to pad out the card so everyone can get ready to be on this stage. And I know people think I'm saying bullshit, but if you have only been wrestling for two years and someone says, go and have a barnstorm match at WrestleMania, <laughs> you're not going to do it. You well, need time to find your character. Yeah. I mean, you'll have a good match, but you won't have the match that they want you to have in five years' time. That's the thing is, it's where that match lies in the card and how it affects the card as well. Yeah. so important. Had Rollins and Lesnar been on three hours in, people wouldn't have cared about it. No, not at all. And the way they structured this card was... Well, Lesnar, yeah, they've got some heat, both of them, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. having it as an open match, yeah. yeah, they would have cared less. And they most of their match placement on this card was very well done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, generally, I, I was, this whole WrestleMania, really yeah. insane by how they placed out the card and all this sort of stuff, but we'll get to that at the end. So, oh God, Lacey Evans comes out, for fuck's sake. She does literally fuck all at the entrance ramp and then walks to the back and you're like, uh, what are you why? Trying, it's WrestleMania. Why do we need this? She's leant sultrily against the entrance to say, look, there's a hole in God. the back of this video wall. There's only a, a small amount of wrestlers I truly detest. She's right up there at the moment for me. Like, I just don't get it. I hate Tick. it. Tick. Yeah, she's done it. <laughs> she's she's done a job. Not in a good way. Doesn't matter. Not in a way I want to watch it. Doesn't matter. In a way that it does matter. It does because she's got a reaction. Stop. No, it's, it's it's a terrible reaction. <laughs> it's a reaction of I don't want to watch this TV show because you're on it. But you don't want to be in the situation where the WWE always go for it. It's going, you want to watch her get the shit kicked out of her. No, I don't. I don't care at all. I don't want to get the shit kicked out of her. I don't want to see her wrestle. I don't want to see her talk. I don't want to see her in any way, shape or form. And maybe she has potential, but they need to show me why I need to care about this potential. Because I just don't care. It's just every time, it's just like it's a fucking waste of time. In fairness, her punch is pretty good. <laughs> so we get the Smack t- SmackDown Tag Team Championship match of the Usos, who are the current champions, against Dabar, against those evil foreigners of Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev uh, versus Ricochet and Alistair Black. What entrances for Ali Black and Ricochet? Mate, so Ricochet's entrance is just the absolute best, but then you see Alistair Black's entrance and you're like, oh my god, this is so cool. I guarantee you they'll ruin it and just move away like the, the platform that sends him up in the future. They better not, because they actually fucked up on Raw this week. It didn't actually come up. Yeah. So we had to kind of like, we <laughs> pop out the Ray Mysterio jumper. It Who was that jumping was out good. the sky? Tommy End. <laughs> Tommy End, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, they added a little drawbridge raising sound yeah. into it. Click, 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 click. And I was like, oh, I popped so hard just for that. Like, that little subtlety really like makes a difference. Have me. you noticed one that changed from NXT from his entrance videos, though? Nope. If you notice how they now just leave it as Alistair Black in normal text. Oh, they've is taken, it? They've taken away his uh, hieroglyphics. sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, um... Ricochet's uh, entrance gear as well is very, very good. I was going to say the same about Alistair Black. He has the yeah. Stegosaurus kind of like jacket thing, like, not the mama from Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so fucking cool, man. Look killer. Um, yeah, but Ricochet. Jesus Christ. Uh, Corey Graves described him in a thing I watched on YouTube as um like neo from the matrix but in real life yeah like he's so fucking good 
I am crazy. I watched the table for the three with him, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, just made me like all three of them. Well, two of the three even more. <laughs> so uh, I really want to bring up Shinsuke Nakamura's red and black cutout, exposing your chest and belly button, seventies disco Power Ranger suit. Now, what Mister Wicked was just like. Uh, at least his color coordinate with Rusev. <laughs> I was like, that's a good line. What actually happened was Nakamura forgot his gear, so he actually borrowed Lana's suit. <laughs> Fucking hell, man! What what is he wearing? Why is he doing the whole Saturday Night Live? Not Saturday Night Live. Saturday Disco Fever, whatever. Saturday it's Night Fever. There you go. Yeah. The, the the fucking. 70s suit thing like oh the big cut of, oh it's just terrible because he doesn't care anymore <laughs> he's just giving up is he because someone's turned around and gone shinsuke you can uh you can tag with with rusev hang on didn't he have a really successful gimmick that we killed yep <laughs> good thing that we his little other commentator buddy's now on 205 live ruining yeah. that yeah do, do you remember when rusev came out of the tank for wrestlemania oh my god that, that was, was so good. fucking awesome <laughs> it's a shame that big, big match john had to beat him there <laughs> Yeah, true, but like... And then he killed Bray Wyatt. Just to keep that cool Russian gimmick thing going would have been fucking great. Even when they presented him like the National Honor Star thing. That yeah. Was, but he was getting heat from home, apparently. In, oh, the it, Bulgarians. In, yeah, they, yeah, he was getting a lot of heat from home for being a, yeah. a Russian... He's an actor. He's playing a role. Yeah, but it's the same thing that when the Un-Americans got yeah. heat and didn't want to do be an American character because they were getting heat because they were all living in Tampa. And they're like, we hate America. We're Canadians. That was Christian Test and Lance Storm. That's dumb. Yeah, but that's, that's really they, dumb. they didn't want the heat, which is stupid. But well, I, why wouldn't you want the heat? That's good for TV. Like, if your character TV. is over on TV with any sort of heat, really, like, you know, like, that's a positive, I guess. Yeah, but can you imagine going home to Bulgaria and they go, hang on, you're saying you're not Bulgarian anymore? Guys, it's it's fake. I'm an actor. <laughs> you know, like, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, so uh, Rico and Cesaro do the whole Quackenbush yeah. Cesaro spots in the ring where they're like flipping around doing like deja vus and stuff like fucking hell they just defy logic and gravity they're so good Cesaro and Seamus need to eat a cake yeah. at this stage I thought to myself god Seamus is looking put together eating biscuits nice, <laughs> nice. smashing through so we get the giant swing beats at the Bowery combination where Cesaro is doing the spinny thing to uh, Ricochet, is it? Yeah. I've written it down. Yeah, to Ricochet. <laughs> like his fucking head must be dead. But then Seamus is doing the beats of the Bowery to every single person in the match as well. Like, I loved this moment. I thought it was really funny. I really liked near the end of it where Cesaro was clearly getting knackered and Seamus like... I'm going to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a Tower of Fucking Doom spot out of the corner. Ricochet at the top. It looks like he's meant to land on his feet. Doesn't quite do it. Rolls through, but it's still an amazing spot. His facial expression when he rolled into the corner of the case of... <gasps> I just like, about made it. <laughs> yeah. 6.30 by Ricochet to Seamus. Everyone else in the match comes in to break up the pinfall. And I was like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And four dudes, all from different angles, all go boom to yeah, break really up the pinfall. Nice. That was really cleverly worked. Uh, L1 strikes by everyone ending in Black Mass, Kinshasa, Codebreaker, Bro so Kick, glad you called Uso Sopa Kicks, fucking A, man. <laughs> Just fucking killer sequence. Really, really good. Double super fly splashes by the Usos to Sheamus for the one, two, three, and still your tag champs, the Usos. Until SmackDown. Uh, yeah, where they lost it to the Hardys, which is uh, fair enough, I guess. Someone's off at the end of this month, then. Who? Usos. Are they? I think uh, there's murmurings on the line that their contracts are up at the end of this month. Oh, no shit. Interesting. They need to re-sign the Usos. Yeah, they need to put them on Raw. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of the reason why the belts were dropped. If they're gonna, they have re-signed and they're going to go over to Raw. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, with the Superstar Shake-Up stuff mm-hmm. coming, you know. Um, they, they need to re-sign the Usos really, really badly. Best tag team they've got. Yeah, and they're just... Oh, fuck's sake. Let me move my phone. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Re-sign the Usos. Um, 
so just I've just put a note here saying this show has been solid as fuck so far. Really entertaining. They're not hanging about, smashing the content out. At this stage, we're like, uh, including the pre-show, I'm like, I'm three out, three to four hours in. Yeah. It's flown by. I don't remember a WrestleMania where I was this entertained up until this point. And the really nice thing is they didn't they didn't use filler shit. Match yeah. comment match comment boom right yep. through it. Well done. Absolutely. Not tons of false finishes. Nope. Solid matches. You know, really clever. Kept me entertained. Kept me on the suspended suspense and stuff all the way through. Really can't complain at all. Especially as I mentioned before that I don't like multi-man tag matches. This was top-notch. Really yeah, good, for really sure. Good. So we got our Hall of Fame recap video. I guess we can talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame. We haven't got much time. We're running long already. Hang on. They didn't show much of the Hall of Fame video. <laughs> exactly. They were most of the, what they showed in <laughs> this recap, at least. Um, I think we need to throw uh, appreciation out here to Dash Wilder, Harry Smith, and Travis Brown. Fuck that human being that I don't want to put over in any way, shape, or form. So what, Travis Brown? <laughs> no, you know who I mean. I thought Hall of Fame wise, mm. some actually really nice speeches. First year I've actually watched it throughout. I've, I've watched only watched bits. Day. So yeah. I watched the whole thing start to finish. All the speeches were good, had purpose, didn't drag. Tory Wilson had the night comment on the night for me. The puberty. Th- line. Thank you for letting me being part of your puberty. <laughs> we're a PG company. Wee! I wanked to you. <laughs> I fucking did. <laughs> Good thing she didn't have a WrestleMania 2000 entrance video. Man, she still looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> she still looks amazing now. To be fair, she's stunning. Like, so yeah. does Stacey Keebler. People, she doesn't age. Yeah, for sure. People were talking a lot about how she doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, what are you talking about? She was a massive part of WCW. Yeah. Massive part of the storylines there. She was a massive part of WWE and WF, whatever. Like, she definitely deserves to be there. And for someone whose father died two days before her speech, held it together brilliantly. Damn, I, I didn't know that. It. Yeah, Al Wilson died two days before the Hall of Fame. Are you about to laugh at Al Wilson and Dawn Marie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they showed it. They showed a picture. Well, during her Hall of Fame speech, they showed so, a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> she was like, um, oh, Dawn Marie, my dad loved that my day. Was that <laughs> actually her dad? Yeah. That dude who played Al Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, that was her dad. So he actually died two days before this speech. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's not me shitting you. That was her actual dad. <sighs> they weren't just so many jokes I want to make that we just died, so I can't. That's horrible. I'm not doing that. That's <laughs> right. When we relook at the Dormarie Al Wilson story, we'll have a good laugh about it then. I'm sure, like, you know, in his credit, whatever. So um, people entering the Hall of Fame come out to do their thing. DX get their own entrance. Um, they all pose in the middle as Xbox is off somewhere smoking a joint or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the pyro scares the shit out of me at the end. I thought a bomb had gone off because <laughs> they cut away back to the audience. It's like, boom! <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> like, and their phone's on. Oh, it scared me so much. The whole idea for that is that, again, for international fans, it's like, wake up! <laughs> it's like, keep me going, keep going, going, what's happening? I'm awake, don't worry. Um, I watched I watched the Hall of Fame while watching the uh, New Japan ROH shows. Um, and I just want to say, fuck you, ROH. I've had enough. I'm done with ROH completely. The production was shit. Their contributions to the matches were shit. The commentary was shit. Everything. The production. They used to they cut away from Okada after winning the belt in Madison Square Garden, giving a speech. They just cut away. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? Anyway, that's my little rant over. I need to get that out of my system. And I tell you what, I'd be interested in hearing your opinions on whether they have or haven't signed them or not. Uh, rapist and big fitter. Fuck's sake, man. When allegedly, when <laughs> when they came out and it was obviously a work shoot. Like I saw people on Twitter like freaking out. Like Sam Jiver from Cultaholic was like, "Oh no, they've done a real run in and stuff." I was like, "Do you watch pro wrestling? Because this is not a real run in." How Enzo Amore fell over after he got punched. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Briscoe and Enzo Amore are kind of brawling on the outside, and you see Mark doing this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Hit my gate. Like doing this thing. And you're like, mate, if that was a real fight, Enzo would Brisco- be dead yeah. within seconds. The Briscoes would have killed them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, the bit and that- everyone still would have cheered. <laughs> Absolutely. The bit that sold this to me as a work straight away was I noticed Shota Umino and Ren Narita standing ringside going, oh, oh, like this, like pretending to like think it was like shocking or whatever. You're like, mate, those are young lions. If someone jumps the barrier, they're going to kill them. <laughs> like that's their job. They're there to protect everyone else that's the whole point of like being a young lad at ringside you talk respect and honor for your fellow wrestlers and stuff you know i'm just running out there they're gonna join enzo and big cash and be a big fool if if roh really do continue to push enzo and big Cass, i just don't want anything to do with it no i agree with you no i'm just like fuck them who cares man um i will say uh, as soon as they jumped the barrier and did the whole worksheet thing they had 340 odd thousand uh, mentions on Twitter. Yeah. So you can understand why. Apparently, um, according to sources on Twitter, as legitimate as these, as these are, um, the the uh, the main management, so Delirious and the people that book Gato and stuff, everything, didn't want this to happen. They, they asked a lot of times to not have yeah. them do this work shoot bullshit like the Russo stuff. Um, but apparently it was the higher-ups in management, so oh, Sinclair, Sinclair great. who decided this was the best way to go. Well, no wonder why Sinclair can't hold on to any of their talent. Their product's terrible. Their champions are terrible. Their storylines are terrible. Their product is terrible. Their production is terrible. But Matt, the Brickshows are good. Matt Taven winning the belt was quite good. Didn't see that coming. It was a nice shock. I think he's a good heel. But he's been the real world champion for a long time. Mm, he has been, yeah. All the way back to Jericho Cruise. All the New Japan stuff was fucking great. All the ROH stuff was fucking terrible. This so don't, what, don't even bother. Just watch the New Japan show. Watch the main event. This is what New Japan need to realise. Leave, Re- leave Rev Pro alone. Leave ROH alone. Yeah. Just do your own thing. My biggest complaint. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't your <laughs> There is one thing. I was on a 10 minute delay. So I had to pause and then kind of continue watching. I was watching this on New Japan World. So I, this might be New Japan's fault, but I'm still going to blame ROH because fuck you, ROH. <laughs> okay, um, um, we hate your product. Coming into the finish of JY Okada, the stream pauses. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my, my internet's gone out. Go check. No, internet's fine. Um, I pause. I play. I pause. I play. And I'm like, oh, if I refresh this, it might jump to the end and it might show me who's yeah. won. I'm like, okay, I don't want to refresh, don't want to refresh, don't want to refresh. And I'm like, ah, oh, there's nothing else I can do. It's not playing. Hit the refresh. 404, this video will be available soon. I was like, are you serious? So you're now going to take it, edit it, and then put it back up. And so I can't see the finish from Jay White Okada. And I, the amount of hours I've dedicated to pro wrestling this weekend, and your fucking streaming service is going to fuck me over like this. I was angry beyond belief so i didn't actually get to see the whole of jy okada live i had to then watch the finish the next morning so i was like fuck this i'm going to bed uh, especially with all the bullshit that happened with yeah. um bret hart and everything like i was very emotional anyway and so like yeah was, anyway let's get back to wrestlemania shall we so we've got shane mcmahon versus the miz okay so shane mcmahon makes the announcer introduce him three times and then conducts him the third time and i'm like nicely done I don't like you, Shane, but that was good. That was very, very good. Never trust a man with a name McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> so Miz gets a pleasant reception, but it's and Pyro, by the way. Mm. But it, it's not what we want from wrestling. No, he's, he's the best heel in the business. Like, why are we making him the face? Although the pops at the Hall of Fame between the two of them was quite funny. 
Uh, I didn't see it, obviously. So. Uh, so basically, they kept on showing the camera of the Miz with Maurice, and everyone was cheering. And then they cut back to Shane McMahon and his wife, and they booed. And they kept <laughs> okay. switching between the two. That's kind of fun. Including the fact that like, um, so Miz and Maurice kissed, and everyone cheered. And then Shane McMahon leant over to kiss his wife, and everyone booed. And then, <laughs> and then cut back to Miz and Maurice doing this. Ah, oh, that's fun. That's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, nicely yeah. done. Uh, it's just, it's obviously they've done it for the TV show and everything, but Miz is a heel. Yeah, definitely. Please make him a heel. I, I like Shane as a heel as well. Not as a wrestler heel, but as a character heel. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm absolutely fine with it. So Miz chases Shane after M- Shane goes up to Miz's dad, etc. Uh, Miz on the commentary table. <laughs> Don't blow the spots yet, mate. <laughs> we spent more time talking about fucking a card than most of the fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. <laughs> it's only about five minutes, but it's all good. So Miz on the commentary table, Shane up top. Uh, Miz's dad steps in front and I'm like, oh, here we go. So Miz's dad gets in the room with Shane and puts his mitts up. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> Thumbs on the outside. <laughs> uh, Shane still cheats and knees him in the midsection. I'm like, ah, that's quite funny at least. Uh, Miz goes mental seeing this, rushes Shane, chases him. There's lots of you talk too much between Miz and Shane and yep. his dad. They're all talking to each other the whole way through the match. Uh, the dads and- literally sell it as if you're dead. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, walk and brawl up to the international announcers table. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. Where all the monitors are flying and the tables are flying. Like, they haven't even got very good seats. You do realise how hard it is that no one bothered going back there to settle the rest of their gear again no, after that. That was the end of the international broadcast. Absolutely. <laughs> um, there's a really, really funny line here where Corey Graves actually, like, give him his due. Says, because uh, you can hear all the commentators being shocked in the background of the TV microphone. Uh, the camera microphone, sorry. He says, it's like we're in the UN right now. <laughs> I was like, that did pop me so hard. So, oh God, Shane and Miz are climbing up this camera platform. Shane pleads for his life. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like just really pleading and pleading with Miz. Uh, they deliver an absolutely perfect vertical suplex off of this platform down onto this kind of like safely set up area. But holy fucking shit this looked amazing really good perfect execution and a lot of people can say what they say about the Miz but he knows how to work safe and he made sure Shane was safe dropping down on that yeah for sure like I did not think Miz was going to take this bump I thought it was going to be Miz, Miz shoving Shane Shane would take the bump as yeah. we've seen him do a million times so um uh listen to Brian Alvarez talk a little bit about this um I will stop quoting the Observer at some point today um he talks about how really it was only about seven or eight foot, but the production makes it look like it's 20, 30 yeah. foot. And like, doesn't he, matter. It looked good. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I'd much rather it was that way around than the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> like it was 30 foot and it looked like five. <laughs> you know? Was it SummerSlam or Backlash where Shane climbs to the top of the Titan Tron and did an elbow drop off it? Yeah. Like I'd back mu- in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. much prefer this spot than that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't want people dying. Yeah. And like if he'd have missed that thing onto Kane back in the day, like there's a good chance he could have died. That was and a long Jeff way. Hardy off the tr- Tron as well. Yeah, so yeah. this was, this was a good spot looked more dangerous than hopefully it was yeah even the place where they landed was obviously padded had a really nice break in the middle yeah so it looked dramatic like you didn't it wasn't like when they did the stuff outside with uh it was Triple H and someone, I think it was Cena or whatever, they're running people over or whatever. Yeah. You, go and you see the mats being dragged away by the stuff and things like yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm insanely impressed with this spot specifically at the end. The match was nah, there's some funny moments early on. But um, anyway, so um, Shane ends up on top of Miz after the suplex. Charles Robinson counts the one, two, three. And your winner, Shane McMahon. Needed to be that way, even though I went for Miz. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of people like saying that like you have Miz do this amazing spot and then Shane wins the match. How is bullshit is that? But I'm like, no. 
I like this finish. I'm Told fine the with story, it. what yeah. it needed to be. His hand just happened to be there. It's not like he deliberately put it there. Give Shane all this, like, I'm the greatest, I'm the best in the world, gets to win every match or whatever, you know? Yeah. And you get Miz going, uh, no, <laughs> I, I killed you. You just happened to fall on top of me, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's about time Shane won at Mania. Putting over Has The Undertaker, he? putting over AJ. Ah, fuck's sake. <laughs> He's the best in the world. <laughs> so, uh, classic WrestleMania over bit overbooking. Um, it's, it's, to me, it's a bit too much at times. But if there's going to be a stage to try too much, it this has to it. be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, again, Miz should be heel. It doesn't work for me. But um, So, with this and Triple H Batista later on, I really liked how there was like these obvious two breaks for some hardcore spot fest stuff. Yep. You know, especially the Triple H Batista stuff later with the Onita Deathmatch thing, you know, like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, this is perfectly placed for me, this match. Yeah, and as you said, even now, I'm still at this card and like, I'm awake. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Enjoying it. Did you watch SmackDown? You did, right? Uh, as in the most recent SmackDown. Yeah. I've only seen the results. Okay, so Shane comes out, does his whole I'm the best in the world promo. Instantly, the whole place is like, CM Punk, CM Punk. Yeah. It's like, ah, that didn't last very long, did it? You're not going to be doing that gimmick next week. Because if he comes out and keeps doing this best in the world thing, it's going to be CM Punk chance. I think, but but then this is the whole rib, isn't it? The Mm. reason why he's the best in the world. It's like a, I, what he should have done is come out to cut off personality. Mm. Can you imagine that? I'd be in. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) There was was quite a cool moment when the crowd's chanting CM Punk so loudly that he has to stop talking. And then he just goes... Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was yeah. like, like, okay, I like you as a heel. This is fine. In fairness, him and Steph do that similar thing when CM Punk charts start. I remember once on the Raw then they started chanting CM Punk and yeah. Steph went, no, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Imagine if they've got Punk. And then this is for what Shane it's leading McMahon. to. Fucking hell. It would be incredible though. Never would come back for that, would he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ever coming back. No. But. If this is the lead in, then I'm totally in. Like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we've settled our lawsuit. <laughs> so Paige's music hits. Uh, she's here to do commentary. Um, what do you think about Paige coming back in general and the whole teasing a tag team thing? Do you see this? Uh, I think she's going to be bringing up Io Shirai and Kairi Sane as a tag team. Okay, I was thinking maybe Brits, but could be. I think the because re- I think if you look down what female tag they could possibly have as British wrestlers to come through. <coughs> unless it's going to be like Ginny and Nina Samuels maybe together in something or something that from would House work. of Couture yeah. coming straight into the main roster I was thinking uh, Tony Storm Piper Niven possibly because they were seen together at NXT so that's a good shout yeah I wonder just two British girls one big one small they can work you know like bit of a baptism of fire though for Piper it she could do yeah. it Yeah, there's yeah, no doubt sure. she can do it but would it be a case if it'd be a one off I this make more sense if they were going to be in the UK and Paige said, I'm going to bring you a, t- a team. And yeah. then it would have been Piper and Tony Storm. I mean, Tony Storm doesn't need a team. No, not I'm at not all. sure Viper really does either, to no. be honest. Tony Storm still needs to be booked as she has, is the new Bret Hart. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, we've got the women's tag team match. of uh, Sasha, a uh, tag team title match, sorry. Uh, Sasha and Bailey, the Boston Hunt Connection, who are the champions versus the Iconics. Sorry, I had to do it once. Uh, versus Natty and Beth Phoenix. Um, Natty Hart and Beth Phoenix, obviously. Versus Nia Jax and... The Samoan Death Squad. <laughs> the person I saw referenced as being the vacuum of personality on Twitter. <laughs> to me, I'm like, oh God, that's good. Vacuum of personality is just perfect to describe her. She's fucking terrible. Um, champs out first again. 
Um, the Iconics gear is amazing. Sparkly Devil Angel stuff. The fact she managed to get through the ropes with those yeah. horns on her head, like, yeah, very impressive. <laughs> she did, well, she almost didn't. Oh, <laughs> it got close. <laughs> yeah. Very close. Um, Paige referred to them uh, as uh, the Iconics as very perky. <laughs> and I was like, that popped me really hard on commentary. <laughs> Um, Natty and Meth have cool pink and black matching gear. Bret Hart helping them out at the entrance. Really cool. The guitar screech of WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, yeah, just any, that's a good pop for me every yeah, time here Bret's music. Um, yeah, all these teams had really good gear, I thought. They were all matching. You knew who they were. You knew who each team was, even though they're not really all technically tag teams and This such. is always the thing, wasn't it, about these women's tag belts? They need to have established tag teams, and now they're actually wearing similar slash matching gear. Yeah. That's taking steps forward for it. What do you think of the match? Like, I started to find it a bit... A bit spotty, a bit clunky, a bit, a bit everyone clunky. trying too hard, trying to get their shit in, you know? I think, um, from what I've read on, again, the reliable source of the internet, yeah. that obviously Bailey and Sasha Banks pissed off. Sasha Banks quoting loads of stuff on her Instagram about things not working the way that it should be. Oh, Sasha Banks really? not showing up for a TV appearance and cancelling at the last minute, including the point where the TV company who was booking her for like some kind of morning TV show turned right. around and said... She gave us no real excuse, just not that she wasn't turning up. We're never booking her again. Damn, okay. Fair so enough. unless that was through WWE, something has occurred, which means they either they've stripped the belts off her or something's happened in her personal life, which means something's gone horribly wrong. Because started, it started to feel like one of those lucha matches where people start to lose track of which spots they're on. Yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah, there was lots of Beth and Natty talking people through stuff towards the end as well. Like lots of you talk too much, you know? Yeah, which in fairness isn't brilliant when you're relying on Beth coming in to help harness this women's tag division when you've yeah. got people in there who should be able to go I mean, people like Nia Jax I know she's relatively new but you're a big girl kick punch struggle in the corner overpower rest hold overpower stop someone making a tag it's not rocket science yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy smash Becky's face <laughs> so we've got um, Nia in the personality vacuum both up top to do super fire splashes uh, but Beth stops Nia and Tamina just decides it's not worth the effort to doing the splash to Bailey. she just kind of gets down off the top turnbuckle safety first <laughs> working safe it's just so dumb they climb the turnbuckle she's up there and she's like oh no that my partner isn't going to be able to do her splash um, nah I'm not going to bother just going to walk away now <laughs> There's nothing oh, wrong with choreographed so spots when they don't come through. <laughs> so glam slam off the t- off of Brett's rope by Beth and Bailey. Beth, blah, 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 Beth to Bailey. Uh, Iconics in steal the cover. Billy Kay bins Bailey for the one, two, three. A new Peyton Rice and Billy Kay, the Iconics. The hot tag for Billy Kay to be the legal woman was yeah. brilliant. It was fucking really hilarious. Well I think the whole internet and the, the arena just went, yes, they're going to do it. I popped it. <laughs> I was like, yes, at home. Some people don't seem to like the Iconics. I'm like, how could you not love them? They're fucking hilarious. They're going to be turned face within the next two months, I think, as well, because people are yeah. so into them. I think they can continue to do the cool heel thing and that they're funny heels, you know. But I think you have to have them face, don't you? Yeah. Like Nia Jax, Tamina and stuff. There's an easy feud there, maybe. Like, so much sympathy. Yeah. I think the Iconics have to drop the belts soon. I don't think they're long-term champions because just they're a bit silly, you know? But this is WWE, though, to a whole with the women's stuff. They need to build up a, a title history. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of quick trans- transfers over. Yep, so when true. the women's title came in, Sasha Banks was a four-time women's champion the first month. Yeah. It's not like Vince is going to really care too much about the women's tag titles. You know, he barely cares about any of the men's tag titles yeah. or anything beyond, like the main two belts really as long as they still have them they can go and take the belts to raw smackdown nxt that'll yeah. work well for me yeah i like this I-, I would like to see unified champs for all the big belts to be totally honest well they're teasing it aren't they so i wonder if yeah. that's what we're going to get heading into fox because yeah. i wonder if they're going to have continued episodic programming rather than a split roster i wonder if this is what this is aiming towards yeah i feel sorry for the person that has the belt because they're gonna have to work a shitload every week but 
Yeah, hopefully the money's good for them as well. I mean, the know. new Kofi merch that was released beforehand, Champions merch. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that we'll see a Becky 2 belt something soon. Absolutely, dude. Anyway, merch. So I'm just for, Speaking um, of merch. Uh, oh, speaking of merch, yeah, you can buy the... There was a reason why that t-shirt I threw that in there. <laughs> the World of Wrestling <laughs> podcast from... Uh, oh, fucking hell, I've got a thing set up here. Here we go. There's our t-shirt. Uh, Amazon.co.uk, Amazon.com. Yeah, boy. And uh, yeah, you can buy this right here. It's fucking awesome. It's only fifteen pounds or twenty dollars. It's cool. I love it. Right, so let's move on. So we've got. Um, We're really good at advertising. Right, we've done that. Let's move on. <laughs> Without <laughs> jinxing, uh, this is four hours since the pre-show started, and it's been really, really good. End the Next show now. <laughs> Best well, manager of all time. One more match, then we'll end the show. Because the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match is up next of Kofi Kingston versus the new Daniel Bryan. The planet's champion. Yeah, for sure. So, Kofi Mania video package. Before this, we look at this, I feel really sorry for Mustafa Ali. Because this would have been his spot. They were building towards this, and then he gets injured, <laughs> no. and then Kofi... That's what they were going for. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> it w- well, it would have been bad, yeah. It certainly wouldn't have been on this level. Yeah, for sure. But it's a case of, you're on SmackDown, you're resting the chat, you're in the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah, for so, sure. And you've lost half your name. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. Calling him Ali, that's terrible. We talked about this before, yeah. but like... But tip of the cap Try googling to- Ali and see what happens. See if tip you find of him. the cap to him. Did you see what he did for Amazing Red? He went round and filmed some of WWE superstars saying thanks to Red for, for his retirement and oh, faces, nice. and including Rey Mysterio going, "I've really enjoyed it, and I've got to admit, I've stolen a couple of your moves." Absolutely, yeah. I think as has everyone. Every cruiserweight across the world is influenced by Amazing Red. You know, he's invented a whole bunch of stuff. So the fact that Ali went and did that, I thought it was a nice touch. That's cool. Is it Ali or Ali? What are we meant to say now? It was always Mustafa Ali. Okay, so Ali. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, cool. So we get Kofi Mania video package to start with, which is just absolutely fucking beautiful. Literally written, I've got goosebumps. Incredible work from the video team again. Like, Considering you weren't overly keen on this to yeah. start with, it's nice, t- nice turnaround how they've booked oh, you for into sure. this. Like, I think um, Kofi is not a long-term legitimate champion. I think they're going to drop the belt and he's going to go back to the mid-card within a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, it, he'll hold it to somewhere like SummerSlam and that'll be it. Yeah, for sure. But the story they told is just, oh, this match is so fucking good. Yeah. So let's quickly run through some of it. So don't you dare be sour. Clap for your five times champs and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Uh, Big D has uh, Big E has a present at ringside that they make a huge point of showing, and I was immediately like, "Fuck, they're going to turn Big E heel." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm so happy they didn't because it would have ruined this moment so much. Yeah. Um, Dragon is out with Rowan, who's also lost his first name apparently slow start he's recycled it <laughs> crowd start going kofi kofi and kofi mania clap 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 at which point kevin owens like that's my gimmick <laughs> the crowd is super hot too hot at times and the dragon realizes what's going on and he is the king of mani- manipulating an audience because he slows it down makes it nice and simple brings it right down Slowly locks in a Romero special, and we're good. The crowd are just murmuring. They're just there the whole time. And you're like, so good. Fucking hell, you're good. <laughs> like, from that like burning hot crowd to just like, I'm just going to take you where I want you to be. You what know? difference 12 months makes? You're cleared to wrestle. We love you. 12 months later, we fucking hate you, you eco-worrying prick. How did he get himself to this point? Like, fucking hell. Like, it's coming into the match, he's still kind of over, really, with everyone. <laughs> We know how good he is. We know he's the best and stuff. For the next comment, I need no judgment. He was so excited about being heel on the season finale of Total Bellas. Right. 
I'll skip over that bit. Go on, Colonel. <laughs> he, he was basically it was covering him when he was going to go and do his heel turn, hmm. and they basically showed his heel turn afterwards, and the little wry smile on his face afterwards, like. Fucking and he was man. like so happy about it because it's something so different because can you imagine being retired and thinking if I was going to wrestle I'd love to do this character yeah. and then be able to do it well Dragon's bad guy in ROH we had the beard and the bald yeah. head and stuff was one so of my favourite time periods for him like being an absolute prick you know so um, Kofi has hope spots here and there but not enough to really get the crowd excited like these two are really working so Dragon goes uh, to work, taking apart Kofi bit by bit, starts to go after his abdomen, his like, core, so it's getting away that yeah. gas tank that he knows he can be him. Good sporting storytelling stuff here, like legitimate. Uh, Big E and Woods sound like they're cornering Rocky. Is <laughs> yeah, the yeah, they really are. <laughs> going, not today, Kofi. We do not lose on this day. We've got to move. Like talking like he's cornering, yeah. you know. So cool, referring to him as we have got to do this. We've got to do that. Which like is again, Greg me... Jackson and stuff doing. And also, we've got to do this. That's also when it made me start thinking, we? Oh no, they're going to think they're going to be champion. This is going to lead to dissension. <laughs> like uh, Freebird Free Bird, yeah, yeah, for sure. With the World Heavyweight Championship. Woods versus Undertaker on the Freebird rule. So, slowly building drama. There are these terrible backstage shots of the locker room cheering on Kofi, but they do pay it off eventually, like when they're all standing like at a 45 degree angle to the TV. And I like, wonder if No Way Jose sake. got his royalty check for appearance on WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one way of getting everyone on the WrestleMania show, I guess. Fair place, No Way. So, uh, Taribo West style, dreadlocks hair now in green, and a red suit at the Hall of Fame. Good lad, brave. Mm. Doing anything he can to just get himself noticed because he's about to be cut. Anyway, so uh, they, both mit, bit, mo, um, they both miss big uh, signature moves. Uh, and the building and building. The crowd are coming alive, cheering for Kofi. Dragon kills it to slow down his maniacal kind of yes chance, you know, where he's just like, he stops. He starts going, yes, yes, on every single one of the crowd. Like 80,000 people are going, no, yeah. no. And you're like, oh, this is so good. Um, amazing finisher reversal sequence uh, where they can't do it and it finishes in the bell, the bell lock yeah. uh, there's this sick smile kind of close up of Dragon where I've just written there are levels to this shit and he is at the highest level right now um, yes kicks get no chance again from 80,000 people Kofi and Biggie now screaming at, sorry um, Xavier and Biggie screaming at Kofi now as Dragon continues to build uh, Kofi hulks up the beautiful irony of him doing the Hulk Hogan spot in this match I was like this is fucking great uh, they proceed to kick the shit out of each other go full stiff kind of boo yay uh, this spot lasts forever uh, Trouble in Paradise misses Dragon connects with the running knee and you're like no one two Kofi kicks and you're like yeah the pop is massive let's take a huge point here they had one false finish yep that's all you need fucking hell boys and this is one of my favorite matches ever right so Dragon in front of Woods and Big E wrist capture both hands starting to stomp on Kofi's head like legitimately getting that moment LaBelle lock Kofi's arm does not drop. Not once. You're like, fucking hell, boys. Yes. Uh, lock reversed into ground and pound. Back into the bell lock. Back into the ground and pound. Back into LaBelle lock. Kofi is like fighting out of it. You're like, oh, what a sequence. Um, 
I've literally written it at this point. This is what five stars is fucking made of. What five star wrestling? What? <laughs> Live in Belfast. Incredible. So Check Kofi, archive. shut up. So Kofi <laughs> receives the wrist capture by doing the stomps to Dragon afterwards. Huge less yes chance by eighty thousand people for every single stomp he does. Eighty thousand people come to their feet for Kofi. Trouble in paradise. One, two, three. Kofi did it. Kofi did it. Kofi did it. Wrestling perfection. Card placement. Had they put this as the main event, <laughs> Guy would be like, "What <laughs> is this still going?" Well, because this is one thing as I mentioned beforehand. I because everyone was like, "Oh, the women should headline." The women should headline. I said on Twitter, I was like, "Yeah." Wonder if the internet would lose its fucking mind if they turn around and said, "Oh, Brian versus Kofi's going to uh, headline ma- WrestleMania." Because I think they would still turn around and gone, "Oh, Kofi." Oh, Kofi. I mean, uh, this needs to be where it was for sure. Yeah, I think the women. In the build up at least should be in the main event no problem yeah oh definitely um, it didn't work out quite as I wanted it well, to but... I'm, I'm just trying to say because of the how the match was structured yeah the pop at the end of the night and the feel good it's still a feel good feeling as we'll get to but I think this would have been a better feel good go home moment say that again the the feel good moment you know like everyone's supposed to go home from Wrestlemania happy like you've oh, got Daniel yeah, Bryan yeah. closing out Wrestlemania having Kofi yeah. win it would have been a better feel good moment than Becky Lynch winning. Oh, I disagree. Um, I think Becky had a better build. I think she had a better character. I think she had a better oh, storyline coming the, the story in. Line, uh, the storyline, the storyline. If they hadn't have fucked up that finish, I still think you would have had as good a good feeling as you possibly could have with Becky winning. Yeah, I, but I think more so with Becky, it was expected she was going to get the belts, even though I went for Charlotte Flair because I thought they'd give me a swerve. It's okay. I thought with Kofi and Daniel Bryan, you didn't know. That was the hardest one to predict, I think, on this whole card, whether yeah. or not he'd do it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... I honestly thought he would do it. I think the bill, the, the bill was too, too structured towards Kofi winning. Yeah, I think if you had a dragon win, it would have been a bit like, oh, okay, fair enough. But they've been known to screw us about in these middle matches, like in the middle of the card before. So they're definitely not beyond doing yeah. it. Um, at the end of this match with Kofi and Dragon, I was literally in tears. I was like, just so happy. Like I know you didn't have the greatest viewing experience <laughs> in yours, but for me, it was just perfect. I was so happy. I was just chuffed for him, like. The fact that he's he's not the first black guy to win a major belt like this. But being I think he was born in Africa, I think they he's mentioned the first that. African born. Like that is a thing. That's a yeah. real thing. The fact it's taken this fucking long as well. Yeah. And also know? I've noticed that I think it's is he the first black WWE champion? I think so, yeah. Because they gave him like the world title, Didn't the, the WWE. WCW title. Uh, I think it's the same thing, basically. But yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. It's never been the WWE title. It's always been the World Heavyweight title or the yeah. WWE champion. Yeah. I was trying to think. Uh, Rock, half black. Yep. Smoan, half black. His I dad mean, they could have gotten Iceman King black, Parsons. You know? uh, yeah, he didn't win the belt. <laughs> they should have done. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, it was just it was uh, it was an important put moment. this over as like the first black guy to ever win like WWE championship. I don't think that's true. I think there I, have been other no, guys, I think but... he's the first guy to win the WWE championship. Mm, I disagree still, but anyway, um, Rock Rock's as black as he'll ever be. You <laughs> know, it doesn't matter. This is a stupid conversation. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, just incredible. I could not be happier. Literally one of the greatest matches I've ever seen, especially a WrestleMania matches. It has to be right up there. Yeah, I'll remember this. This will go down to history. I'll remember this match forever now. This is one of the ones, because if you think over the last few Manias, what matches can you remember? The last one I can really go back to is Taker Sean. <sighs> Fuck me. Wow. Matches I actually cared about at WrestleMania recently. It's not very many. Yeah. Taker Sean, maybe the first Rock Cena because it had a year build, but that wasn't even a great match because Rock yeah. cocks it up and it was the two people in the ring who didn't make it great. Immediately, all the stuff I'm thinking of is stuff that was either bad or was different. Like, so Taker squashing John Cena was fun because it was different. Yeah. You know? But top level matches, I've got 
Brian Kofi. I've yeah. got um, HBK Taker one, and okay. I've got Michael's Angle WrestleMania twenty one. Yeah, there's definitely other matches I would add to that, but like <laughs> not off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah. it's all good. So next up, we've got a WWE United States Championship match of Samoa Joe squashing the fuck out of Rey Mysterio in like under a minute. Uh, one arm raise, a ref calls for the bell. Can he do that, Joey? Do <laughs> 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 you know the three arm raises? Doesn't do it. Uh, it is what it is. Are you saying Ray was injured? Ray's injured, going into for surgery. Oh, okay, fair enough. So That's a cl- shame. Classic Ray Mysterio. This is a match I was requesting for a while because after I saw them engaged in that, that four person thing they yeah. did the other day, I was like, "That's the match." Could have been really good. Um, I love what they're doing with Samoa Joe. His promo this week was incredible. This is what they need to do for Joe now. He needs to run through the lower card, beat him in a minute or two. Yeah, and that's like, it. And you didn't seem too keen on the idea of Strowman Joe, but that that for me is hus levels of just like, let's do it, boys. I think Joe struggles with bigger athletes. I don't know. I think, again, I just go back to other thoughts of when he went against big people. So the feud with Lesnar was all right, but I think Joe's, I be- Joe's better when he's a bully. And when he can't yeah. bully Strowman, I think he the storyline is difficult. I think he can bully Strowman. I think it'll be a great match because yeah. I like Joe and I think Braun would be very good. But I think storyline-wise, I always like Joe being the big bully. And then if he bullies everyone, then Strowman comes along, transferred to SmackDown and then goes yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think what I like about Strowman Joe is that there's a definitely a level of like legitimate competition to it and that they could just about handle each other yeah. and they usually wrestle guys they don't handle so I quite like that kind of intricacy about it um the one thing that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing is if Joe can fuck with Strowman a lot leading up to a pay-per-view match you know what I mean yeah so you always expect Strowman to have the advantage and stuff but then Joe starts to mess with him and cheat and like you know I don't know beat up his dad or something you know that sort of levels of things look at this gator i caught braun <laughs> uh, but the match is what it is yeah you know. injured ray didn't want to move him off the card exactly so next up we've got drew mcintyre versus roman reigns good little 10 minute brawl big superman sort of punch big spear for the finish uh roman wins obviously this was the point in the card where it started to drop for me oh uh, yeah from literally from the moment like joe squashes ray i'm like okay that was fun but like I'm feeling it now. Yeah. Definitely starting to feel it. Quite like the women's match to be on pretty sharpish. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping one or two matches and that would, would be it. We, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but I was hoping one or two matches and then we're back in it. And I started to look at the, the how many uh, look at the card and how many matches were left. And I was like, oh shit, that's a long way to go. Yeah. Let's hope there's some five minute matches. <laughs> Luckily there was one. <laughs> so we get um yeah, Drew versus Reigns is is what it is. Yeah. So we get again, ladies and gentlemen. Elias. <laughs> and he does his whole, like, there's three of me talking. He can barely yeah. play drums, but whatever. Uh, but then we get the Babe Ruth vignette thing happening. I'm like, who have they got? The whole time I'm like, oh, something's happening. Who is this? Is it going to be someone we don't realize? Like, they've got someone secretly oh, or something? Eli Drake. <laughs> and then, this is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I popped a little bit. It was kind of funny. I'm, I'm surprised how many people did. But the rap was really good. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. It was good moments. You know, I've got no problems with it. Um, this is the bad night that John Cena turns heel. <laughs> He's never going to turn heel. <laughs> with good purpose. 620 <laughs> make-a-wishes is why he will never turn heel. We talk about like WWE not being able to book faces and stuff so much nowadays, but like they've booked John Cena into that face position for sure. Yeah. Just like from monotony of years and years and years. We're never going to turn him heel. He will be the face. And he's there. <laughs> and he eventually got there, yeah. Um, 
So he finishes with the, you're about to get the FU. You can't see me, old school style. Pumps them up, FU, and we're out of here. Not even a match, it's just a segment. So it's Nicely awesome. done. Uh, next up, we've got nose hole bars. No holds. I'm getting tired. Uh, no holds bars. match. Over again. <laughs> Batista versus Triple H. Um, it was around here that I started to look how many matches left. And there's still three matches to go. And I'm like, fuck it out. Okay, we're going to deal this now. Let's see what they do. Because I, I kind of, you see that yeah. overbooked WrestleMania bullshit is coming. Just what, how and what and how they're going to do it. And fuck all of the spots. I, I really enjoyed this match. I love the fact so. that even Batista at this stage was tired that he tripped getting in the ring because oh, he was knackered, old boy. That was weird. and he, It's like he got in the ring and then tried to take a couple of steps and kind of just went, whoa. <laughs> like, and Michael Cole in commentary, you could tell he's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> they come for it quite well. I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, It's a little guilty pleasure of mine. I love the part with the pliers and the fake nose ring. Yeah, the I proper need to like deathmatch star dragging this out. Which explains all the time while tri- all of a sudden like Batista's had a nose ring. Triple H, <laughs> like, I played off on that. Yeah. Let's get that in. But, like even before that, they had the whole uh, the clamp around his fingers yeah. and then shredding on them on the stairs. They're like, everyone can relate. It's like when Marty Scott, um, Jimmy Havoc goes on about the paper cut thing and yeah. that's why people cringe because they can relate that. We've all had that or whatever. Uh, same thing with this. It's like, you can definitely relate to getting your fingers caught in that yeah. sort of shit, you know? Uh, that gets over much more than like, you know, I don't know. Sledgehammer shit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, blah, 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 blah. There's an I am the table spot here where the tables don't break and I'm like, yeah, I am the table. <laughs> uh, the hardcore breaks in the show like we've talked about before. This is really nicely placed yeah. in the show. Like, I really needed something else at this point. How do you rate Triple H's entrance? Uh, not as good as some of them, but it was no. okay. They did the whole uh, Mad Max thing. And um, yeah, I thought it was a bit average. The, the ramp is just so bollocks looking yeah that anything coming down i'm just like oh all i can see is that horrible shiny i thought it was raining at times because it was so yeah. shiny but it was horrible. raining at some point wasn't it near uh, the end the, apparently it got really bad immediately as the show finished there's lots of people talking about waiting for ubers for like three hours and the I pouring rain mania weather because it never gets bad and it, that's classic vince mcmahon mm. show's finished <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing they had the balls to put a WrestleMania in New York in April yeah. outdoors. I, how did they get away with this? They had, apparently they had a rule where you couldn't bring umbrellas into the stadium as well. So if it had been really bad, this stadium probably been empty within a few hours. You know, Mighty Skull wouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> no, fuck no. So we get a Batista bomb by Triple H onto the steps, and I thought Batista caught the back of his head on the edge mm. of the steps. Fucking happy he didn't. It didn't seem to, at least. Uh, the Triple H head spike DDT cell. Ouch. <laughs> well know, done. Waited, then did it. Uh, really cool. Really like that. He's been training in the PC. Ricochet, <laughs> how would I go about doing this? It's blatantly he's seen someone. The first yeah. person I saw do that was in a backyard fed in a British company, a guy called Alex. Okay. So yeah, there you go. So he'll be out there somewhere. I'm sure he popped. Uh, but he used to do a head spike thing. He'd put his arms like this yeah. and then spike himself downwards. And it's like, it used to look fucking awesome, man. So you see Triple H do a similar spot and then like 10 years later, whatever. Yeah, it was kind of marked. I marked out quite a lot. So Superman sledgehammer spot, pedigree, one, two, three, and your winner's Triple H. Keeping his career going. Career going. But and apparently Batista retired the next yeah, day. Yeah, straight away. And then said very you know, nice message out on Instagram and Twitter saying, thanks very much for letting me be part of it. I'll always remember it, but I'm retired from sports entertainment. Sure. And why would you not with your multi-million pound film career? Absolutely. I detested Batista in his first few runs. 
Um, I saw him as Drax the Destroyer in Garden of the Galaxy. He's my favourite wrestler now. <laughs> so there we go. Got a lot more ink now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan and Marvel in general. Uh, so yeah. This is fun. I enjoyed it. I wanted him in full Drax gear so bad. Imagine if he'd come out as Drax the Destroyer. Like, it would have got over fucking amazingly. <laughs> it went with the rights. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a problem. Uh, so next up, we've got Baron Corbin defeating Kurt Angle in six minutes in a proper meh sort of match. That Cor- moonsault from Angle. Fucking hell, I thought he was going to spike himself. Yeah, it was a bit worrying. Like, he landed okay, thankfully. But uh, out of the moonsault, picks him up into the end of days for the one, two, three. Eh, no taker unfortunately it's fine i worried about this um after hearing people were doing interviews of wrestlers like that weekend and kurt angle had to sit down like and barely move so basically a lot of wrestlers were doing like um open mingling yeah um but anyone who wanted to go and see kurt angle would have to go and sit down next to him to do the interview it's worrying and you could tell him walking you know fair play to him for wanting to go out i know he wanted to go out with someone else and he wanted to really leave he was saying in interviews he really wants to leave out all the line but if you're physically not capable of doing it you did your moonsault which still looked brilliant yeah you know and baron corbin i don't want to see people dying horrifically injured in the ring baron corbin is going to dine out on this because he's going to have a david star style list of accomplishments which they've already started doing and now he's going to have the he retired cut angle and then he's going to dine out on that which is the right thing to happen for sure yeah i don't know if it was you or mr wicked that said to me that this is perfect for his character at this point i think it was you actually yeah well i I think uh mr wicked's on board if he was messaging you that's probably he tapped out at some point as well so it's all good (laughs) it doesn't matter yeah baron corbin needed this yeah yeah because it's another layer to his character yeah did you catch um corbin limping away legitimately at the end yeah i wonder whether he actually hurt his leg i think so because i didn't don't remember seeing them follow this up on raw or smackdown i also wonder as well if um as you said that they might have gone a bit short as well because if he's hurt angles can't do anything they probably just go home i mean um obviously cut angle with the broken neck and stuff is obviously a concern in general but i saw him maybe 10 12 years ago at a tna show in essex when they did their first uk yeah. tour and like like fuck it let's get tickets this will be funny uh, and we were in the best seats ever we were like third row in the tiered nice. and there was like three seated rows in front of us so it's literally your eye level with people so like cut angle is about oh, no two meters further away than we are right now and so and he get in the ring and i was instantly like oh he doesn't look right what's going on here like he was just like hello i'm kurt angle ha, 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 like cracked out his fucking brain on painkillers and stuff like yeah. and that was like 12 15 years ago and like he's still going he's done well to get clean he's done well to survive i think they've utilized him too much since he came back when he's hall of fame last year yeah. he's done too many matches but he could barely walk at that point you yeah. know he was struggling to get well, to the ring this is the case in point is that he could barely walk backstage for press so worrying, he man. just needs to rehab he needs to Stay out the ring. He needs to be creative. He needs to go and help people with promos and character down at the PC as yeah. and when he can. What a career, though. Outstanding. Considering someone who came in as an Olympian, yeah. I obviously, you know, he's got shoot wrestling in, in his bag, but to build his character... <laughs> From the very first moment when he picked up that microphone and did that whole, I'm an Olympic champion. You need to cheer for me. Why yeah. are you booing? I'm like, oh, I'm in. Absolutely. Yeah. From the, Especially with him and Brock both there at that time. Fucking hell, that was good. <laughs> I can't remember... And it's probably just because I want to be nostalgic about it. I can't remember a bad Kurt Angle feud. Mm, very difficult to see anything bad of Kurt, really. Yeah. He's funny. He's serious. He's everything you need. Milk truck stuff when he won the WWF title off Austin in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Little cowboy hat. I always have this moment whenever I think about Angle in his career where I'm just like, 
thank God Eddie Guerrero was around at that time. Oh, God, yeah. You can see the levels of how Eddie would make himself a silly tit at times, you know, and Kurt yeah. Angle's like, oh, we could do that now, can we? And just going full force with it, you know. I think uh, Eddie had a huge influence on Kurt. And that, that shows in their match at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah classic man absolute classic so uh angle finishes his little speech after this match by going he wants to hear those two words that define his career and i'm like what pain pill ever or pain oh, pill or whatever you know <laughs> i mean like and then the whole you suck thing right i hate this so yeah. much imagine if he'd have come out and they're going Dana, angle Dana, angle just get him over you know like show him that yeah. appreciation this whole you suck thing i'm like why do people still do it because he asked for it. Oh, Sorry, because Vince asks for it. I, I, I just, but anyway, I feel like we need to show some sort of level of respect for Angle. You know, like I'm beyond that anyway. So we've got the WWE Intercontinental Title match of Finn Balor, the Demon versus well, yeah, against Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush. Okay, so uh, the Demon is just silly at this point. I used to be so pumped up when he'd put the makeup on, even for like post New Japan stuff. So. When he did it in like London, when he did it for like you know ICW and places like that, even when he first started doing it for the Fed, it was interesting. When he did it in NXT, when he was like the Ripper character, when he yeah. came to do Joe at um, uh, Wembley Arena, and then they turned him to this pumpkin orange faced, <laughs> sort of weird shitty Samoan gimmick almost. Nice know? big podium for him to do his entrance on as a demon. That was nice. Yeah, it was okay, but they fucked it up. So he had to jump off at the end to do the pose, and the camera guy couldn't get around fast enough to get the whole shot of him going boom, boom, blah. And seeing the Wrestlemania crowd like they don't have that shot now they had an opportunity yeah. to do it at MetLife and it's like you didn't get it it's like, that was a problem man if you're going to do the staging you need to get it right you know well it was such a complex stage <laughs> <laughs> well yeah fucking A um, I've just put sticking his tongue out is not scary no but it's scared Leo Rush Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? So Finn Balor defeats Bobby Lashley uh, to uh, win the Continental Strap. It's, it's okay. It's just let's get out of the way at this point. I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm so tired. This this is a match where I hope had been cut, which is not. Uh, yeah. I said I I love Devitt. I think he's great. I quite like Bobby Lashley currently as well. Yeah. It I works. used to hate Bobby Lashley, but with Leo Rush and the heel, and yeah, no problem. It's the best run he's had in WWE. Yeah, for sure. Considering the push they tried to give him when he was his first run as well. Oh. So Alexa Bliss comes out and goes, "It's time for a break." break i said break i fucking said break <laughs> and you're like fuck's sake honestly at this point with this weekend you can fuck off with your dance break spot it's just we're dumb. gonna have the biggest eighty-two thousand capacity <laughs> dance break where no one's dancing well i'm falling asleep over here <laughs> what's going on <laughs> dancing yay this is a thing they do in Fortnite. i like this <laughs> the worst thing for carmelo is like Wait, I've already been. I've been out five hours ago. Can't I go? To, <laughs> can I not go to catering? Do you know who Ninja is? Ninja. Yeah. No. He's a game streamer. Okay. Uh, wait. I. This is like the top YouTuber. Top. Top gamer. Twitch. But yes, Twitch. it's fine. Yes, YouTube, I'm sure he has a YouTube channel probably as well. But he's a Twitch guy. So yeah. Thirty-five-year-old accountant. It's I'm okay, man. Don't worry. It's just yeah. I'm, I'm a nerd. So this is all my kind of forte. There was a brilliant moment that this reminded me of, right? So Ninja at New Year's was doing a big kind of like, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay, so you know they do the drop the ball in New York yep. in the center. What's that, Times Square? Times Square. Yeah, so uh, Ninja was doing the whole presentation from that. And I'm like, why have you got this douchebag to do it? Okay, <laughs> I hate him, by the way. Uh, and so he he literally was pissing down with rain. And he's like, all right, we're going to get everyone to do like the biggest dance spot ever. And he starts doing all this dancing. And everyone's looking at it like, it's fucking raining. <laughs> I want to go home. I was like, this reminded me of that so much. It's like proper meme levels of just like, fuck off. <laughs> I want to go home.
<laughs> just brilliant. Do we to move on? Yep. <laughs> WWE Raw Women's Tag Title, WWE SmackDown Women's Tag Title, kind of unification but not triple threat match of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey. So Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown champ. Ronda Rousey was the Raw champ coming in. This goes 21 minutes 30. The video package is fucking incredible. Oh my god! Again, my way levels of just yeah. like. You put a lot of time and effort into this. And this was obviously booked a long time ago. Well, long enough that they had time to work on this video package because holy shit. Well, they even got so the stuff good. in from the week before. Yeah. Which was really nicely done. Just seeing Charlotte hit that knee again on Ronda Rousey is so good. Yeah, super cool. So we get the ECW helicopter spot. <laughs> <laughs> where they're chasing Sandman around in that <laughs> yeah. uh, The crowd are just exhausted. They just don't give a shit about anything at this yeah. point, you know? Uh, kind of similar to the women's tag match earlier in the night and the match is kind of like a bit messy a bit everyone's trying to get their shit in but no one's really got much to do or purpose to anything yeah. it's just it's wrestling for the sake of wrestling almost um even when becky comes out there's a pop but it's, it's not a knackered pop yeah it's, it's not, like it's midnight yeah absolutely man so the crowd's exhausted ronda gets rid of the table tables are for bitches <laughs> which was the funniest line of the whole night i think uh piper's bit no rousey's leg is fucked she sells it a little bit becky reverses into a crucifix the finish is an absolute mess here ronda chucks her elbow up the shoulder up sorry ref starts to count she puts it down around the time it's on the two full counts the three her shoulders down one two three kind of uh, and Becky becomes the champ. She sold it, though, old Ronda. Wait, that wasn't free. Her actual general level of pissed offness that she'd been pinned, yeah. I think, worked well for a future storyline. And never tapped. Yeah, that's obviously yeah. where they seem to be going. So never tapped her out. So Imagine if it wasn't deliberate. They just fluffed it. <laughs> Imagine if Becky forced it. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah. husband's a prick. <laughs> just held her down like in the crucifix. Yeah. Didn't let her go. Yeah, like Let's Jeff Hardy's sting. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um... No, I think that's where they're going to go. They're going to go, once Rousey's back, they'll go Rousey, Becky Lynch, next Mania. Unless Rousey has yeah. a kid, then there's no chance that'll happen. Well, a year or two, you know, she could be back. Yeah, well, I was going to say, a lot of people online are saying, oh, they're going to do it next Mania. It's like, yeah, because if Ronda Rousey falls pregnant straight away, yeah. nine months, three months to recover, train, and get ready for a Mania match and build it away from a child. Yeah. Where's the whole pregnancy thing come from? Is that a this was the whole thing that she talked about it? There were there were discussions around Christmas time that she was going to leave after Mania because she wanted to start okay. a family. Uh, we heard it from her or just um, from news sources. News sources, which she then turned okay. around and responded to, by saying, "It doesn't matter. Oh, you know, it's my life. If I choose to have a child, I'm going to have a child. Oh, I don't course, think I should yeah. be dictated on like social media and my responsibilities to wrestling." <laughs> Mate, that's not our fucking. Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing to do with us. Um, and and also in fairness to her, she's worked a full time schedule for someone who's supposed to be a part time talent. She's worked house. No, she's worked house shows. Okay. She's been doing loads of house shows. She missed a lot of roars and stuff. Yeah, but you know, so have we. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, very true. Um, so for someone who's supposed to be a an outsider, she's worked a lot. Yeah. She's improved every time she's been in the ring. Her, she she still needs to work on her character because like when she walks out with Joan Jett was playing her entrance out, she's like smiley, pouty bitch face. I don't mind that. I think if, as the as angry as anyone would ever be. If you came out and you saw the person who does your music, like Joan Jett, like perfectly performing your yeah, song, she was at that age. Probably the best WrestleMania hell. performance. Joan Jett was amazing, man. Considering back in the day we used to have Lemmy, we're my dad. <laughs> we're going to kick your ass. This <laughs> 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 is a mystery. He's <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about these lyrics. <laughs> the King of Kings. <laughs> and he's like, he's finished. He's and he just looks at the microphone and goes, there can be only one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
So, I mean, Becky's the unified champ, and I'm chuffed the bits for her. I just don't care. I'm too tired. Yeah. The finish was shit. The match was pretty mediocre, to be honest. Like, they really let us down. I've seen some comments on the line where people are saying there'll never be another women's main event. Oh, like, of course there will be. That, without shadow of a doubt. Yeah. With good storytelling and stuff, it should have been one-on-one match. People would have cared. If it was just Ronda Becky or Becky Flair even Ronda Flair like in a push that would have been terrible but um, um, the crowd would have cared more I listened back because I knew we did our Wrestlemania 35 predictions on one of our earlier podcasts did we? we spoke about what we thought would be in the main event oh okay cool and one of the questions I asked you was this year did you think there'd be a women's main event and whilst we were uncertain of it we, th- we came to the conclusion that there would be a women's main event around this time last year when we, when we started the pod when we, yeah. I think it was either the prequel or episode one we said there would be a women's main event purely because there were no other stories that could carry it. Yeah. And I said, I think it's going to be Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. And we both discussed how it'd be a shame if Becky Lynch wasn't involved in anything. And you said, back in the day, you said, I wonder if they'd go and ever do a triple threat match between Becky, Ronda and Charlotte for the title. Yeah. And Dickhead here went, no, it'll be one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should have been. Yeah. It's just, uh, you could see it coming. That They obviously know Flair is is the person. I hate to say it, but she's the man, really. Yeah. You know, and Ronda, with the publicity and everything else she had around her, she had to be in the main event. Yeah. Especially if she is going to go off and have a kid and decides not to come back or whatever. They need to maximise her time while they were there. This was the opportunity. This was the time to do it. And considering they, still, you know... You had they, to get Becky in there because of the push, you know? Had Nia Jax not punched her in the face and broken her nose, yeah. we would have had this match at Survivor Series and it would have just been Flair rousing the main event, I think. Yeah, potentially. Who knows, man? It's a difficult one to say. But, again... I've I've shot on WWE for not being able to book a decent face and for fucking over their fans time and time again. Yeah. Kofi, Becky, Bala, you know, like the whole Seth way through. Well. Seth, absolutely. Um, the Iconics, even like they're the ones that we wanted to win. Everything went the way we wanted it to. There was nothing I mean? pear shaped on this show. Yeah. There are a couple of. That, I That's say how WrestleMania should be. Yeah. You Doesn't know? matter about the storylines leading into it. And sometimes, and there's nothing that can be said more than this entire show. Logical booking, even if it's predictable, is important. Don't Fucking throw a, a spam in the works just people going, Becky's going to win. Yeah. Just to fuck with them. Vince McMahon needs to go with the case of, well, the internet thinks this is going to happen. Huh, I'll show them who knows best, and then I kill my product for three months. Yeah, for sure. They're going- <laughs> they did that on Raw and SmackDown. Don't worry I was about it. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they killed it the next two nights. But let's be honest. We buy into WrestleMania because it's nostalgia for us. Yeah, for sure. I would not sit up and watch, I don't know, Backlash for four hours and then try and take the book of the day off work the next day. I went, I might stay up and watch <laughs> the Rumble live, which is what I do and still go to work. Yeah, yeah. But I would never sit there and go, if this was Survivor Series, I wouldn't stay up and watch this. No. <sighs> because it's Mania. They could have basically said, we're going to give you Balor versus Leo Rush in a two-hour Iron Man match. <laughs> I would have been in. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> it's WrestleMania. You know? Get my snacks and my app out. Like I talked about on the ESPN thing I was on. Like It feels like Christmas. Yeah. It's genuinely, no matter how much I hate WWE product at that moment, or how much I think the car's going to suck, or the venue's going to suck, whatever it may be, it's, it's fucking WrestleMania, man. And they yeah. really paid it off this year. I'd say... It was way too fucking long, but like, you know, they did give us what we needed. If you'd cut an hour out of this, it would possibly be in top three WrestleManias of all time. I'd cut three hours out of it. Easy. I wouldn't do matches on the pre-show. Yeah. Do them at Access, and then have it as a network special. Have Access as a network special if people choose to watch it. Mm. 
have a one-hour build-up, which is on your USA, and have a four-hour pay-per-view. So then it's five hours in total. You're still getting out at 11 yeah. o'clock at night US time. We're getting to bed at four. We give yourself if, a little room for spillover. If WWE would do intergender, imagine if it was a mixed battle royal for the pre-show. That'd be hilarious. You have a half an hour, everyone that's possibly left in the roster, all of this one rumble, you know. Like, even a battle royal, just put them all in the ring, yeah. and then just go, off you go, and <laughs> see what happens. But you see, again, they did another Worlds Collide. <laughs> Uh, access as well what's that this is where it's nxt versus 205 versus NXT oh it's UK. where they shamefully brought back luke harper just like out of fucking nowhere yeah for no purpose whatsoever then had him do the awesome spot with braun in the men's battle royal that's good but you know go on sorry yeah but network content online youtube yeah. content fine but have it over the weekend yeah because let's be honest now hall of fame they obviously they changed the layout of hall of fame so it's the ring they're never going to do that again now. Probably not. They're going to have a lot more fucking security, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think Hall of Fame has a great longevity as a weekend event. I think they're going to have. Yeah. I think they're going to have NXT, and I think they're going to have an access show, and that's how they should do it. They should. People say WrestleMania should be an all, a whole weekend thing. No, just call it access. Yeah. Have show in the evening after you signs the meet and greet. Have your lower card titles, and then have your big feuds at Mania. Have it four hours of one hour of a build up show. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um. In terms of the Hall of Fame, it felt this year for the first time, well, maybe the last couple of years, actually, that they're kind of scraping what they can get in there now, you know? like I don't want to say scraping the bottom of the barrel because it's not. There's legendary no. guys there. But when you've got <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels going in again, just so we can get the Outlaws next park in there, you know? Well, Triple H and hasn't China. gone in yet, has he? Oh, well, I guess he has now. Yeah, he's now. But yeah, but that's that's the thing, as you said. But obviously Triple H will be by himself. He's Triple H, for fuck's sake, you know? Next year, they'll have Rock because it's in Tampa. This is all engineered for that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But then who else you got? Undertaker as your headliner. Yeah. I mean, there's guys on the roster now that we like Big Show, for example, Kane, whatever. Yeah, like, there's guys that can go in. That's the thing, they can go in. But where's Let's your. Let's do it every f- five years, you know? Yeah. Where's your Make head- it mean something. Where's your headliner? Or do two. Yeah. Have two or three people go in yeah. every year, you know? That'd be good. Give them time to do the speeches, you know? Maybe have. I don't know, some sort of like viewing party with their matches or something. Well, that's I don't know. basically what they need to do. They need to do it like here's and you know, here's so and so's greatest two matches or greatest match. Yeah. That they voted for by the fans. So you've got interaction in your social media polls. Yeah. But yeah, I think Hall of Fame they're scraping the barrel now. I enjoyed watching it. It was really nice to hear about the wrestlers because everyone's into podcasts, so you like hearing about wrestlers talk about their stories, but then yeah. a lot of the stories you now heard on other people's podcasts. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? So yeah, they're scraping the barrel. They need to <laughs> cut the Hall of Fame. And uh, we need to cut this pod. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've got, um, in terms of this weekend as a whole, uh, good. The indie shows I watched were absolutely brilliant. I watched the uh, Joe Ryan's Penis Party, which I will say is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. Not just wrestling, but funniest shows. There's genuinely moments where I had to pause it to stop laughing because I couldn't see what was happening anymore. It was so funny. I sent you one clip of Tracy Smothers and fucking hell, man. Uh, testing testing will be one of my favorite lines <laughs> ever in professional wrestling and to be like oh look there's andre and then smack a woman in behind when she's distracted i'm like i fucking love it like that's going to be referenced a lot so watch the penis party if you want to get references i say in the future watch joe ryan's penis party yeah for sure <laughs> don't thank just you. google penis party. no don't do that <laughs> thank you for the retweet as well joe ryan i appreciate that got a bit of exposure so um uh, WrestleCon Super Show as well was really, really good. Uh, the NXT show was fucking awesome. Until the main event. 
Yeah, but still, like very, very you're talking moment. four or five matches that are four or five stars plus, you know, and like that's incredible when you think about it. It's not how a wrestling card should be, but it it was just really, really enjoyable. I loved every moment yeah. of it. It burnt me out so much, but it was really, really good. New Japan's involvement in the Madison Square Garden show was incredible, and Mania in general, I absolutely adored it. My favorite WrestleMania ever. Oh, wow. I would go that far. I loved so much of this show, especially the first three hours or so. The last couple of hours, I was like, for fuck's sake. But then it had Batista uh, thing was really good. It had the Joe squashing Ray, which I loved. It had, like, you know, Drew McIntyre. I'm chuffed to see him back on the roster, you know, and the women's main event, which they kind of fluffed at the finish. But, like, you know, without that yeah. fluffed finish, this would definitively be my favorite Mania ever. The good thing now about Mania is, despite the length, and you take the length out of it, over the last few years, they've been consistent with actually giving people what they want. People mm. go home happy. It's the end of the season. If you like Roman Reigns, anyway. It's what Vince wants and, yeah. what, the, and what the kids the, want. The top face went over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see where we go next year. Before, sure. we, before we finish, what's the main event next year at WrestleMania? Main event at WrestleMania next year? Yeah, in Tampa, Florida. Two, you've got two choices. Go for it. God, it's going to be Cena Rock, isn't it? No, it's going to be Rock Roman Reigns. Nah. Or fine. You'd have to turn Roman heel. Or fine. Well, that's what I hope they do this year. Rock Roman in yeah. Florida. I tell you what, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Good shout. My other backup one is going to be, again, if he's allowed to do it, and he's always wanted it, Brock Rock. They don't need it. I don't want it to be Brock versus Brock. I would like to see Seth Roman, yeah. and I'd like to see... Daniel Bryan versus Tommaso Ciampa. If he's fit enough to wrestle. No, it's never going to happen. Well, he's probably never going to wrestle again. So. Okay, so as, as you've been talking or thinking about it, I'll take it back. My, my one pick, and this is what I would do, not what I think will be sort of thing, you know. Um, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. Nice. They're the top two guys right now. It's an easy story to tell. It's believable if either guy beats either. You have to turn one of them heel, though. Yeah, and you need to keep Braun as a monster heel. Yeah, that's where I struggle. Because Rollins would be brilliant as a heel. Seth's a better heel, but you've yeah. just turned him face. He's really fucking good as a face. Yeah. But you look at the roster and stuff, there's a whole bunch of people lined up that they could use to turn Seth heel. I also say next year you won't get a Triple H match. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I bet you do. Because <laughs> you get one every fucking year, apparently. So quickly, just bad about this weekend. ROH. Just I'm done with ROH entirely. I want nothing more to do with them. I apologise. I hashtagged them in the tw- in the Twitter post about us going live that I will no longer be hashtagging ROH because <laughs> I'm sure they'll be really <laughs> hurt by that. Uh, WrestleMania is way too long. Raw and SmackDown after Mania were completely pointless. I got very little from it apart from Taker turning up and doing the whole thing with um, Elias. Elias, where he's like, uh, "You'll be a dead man," and then the music hits and he goes, <gasps> "Like that was really really good." Yeah. Aside from that, uh, I just didn't care. There's nothing. Well, we'll look at the product again in 12 months' time. Absolutely. Oh, no, we'll so, watch it around SummerSlam time. Again, and the WrestleMania main event and the follow-up to it was just... <laughs> you had such an opportunity, you seem to have fluffed it completely. I wonder if they've done UK syndrome with this, these last two episodes of Raw, because I know they know it's a big deal, the Raw yeah. after Mania. I wonder if they've done this. Don't worry, lads, because we sold it out. People are going to watch it, although the rating was down 25% from the Raw after Mania last year. 
Apparently it was the most money-making Mania ever, though. Yep. That's always a good thing. Excellent. And so again, as we said before, people are going to lose their mind about the 25% downward turn of Raw ratings. No one watches TV anymore. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? They need to put it on the network, like, now. Although, watching. I did hear that Nelson... If they can take YouTube TV as ratings as well now. Okay. But on your settings, you can either opt in or opt out of being voted in in the, in the US version. <laughs> but anyway, cares, again, man. it's all ratings bullshit don't made up matter. stuff. Yeah. $1 billion to go onto Fox <laughs> uh, unless that. they're kicked off it. So let's quickly just talk about the picks that we did before this. We mentioned it on the Twitter and stuff. So you ended up getting eight right. I ended up getting 12 right. So yay, I win. Awesome. Um, well, you are the WWE super fan. I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> and let's quickly look at our poll results to see what our listeners and viewers thought about this year's Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania! <laughs> Feel for me? I would have been happy to see if Miz and Funaki had beaten up Shane McMahon when they went up to the announcer's table during that match. I thought Funaki holding Shane McMahon would have been quite funny. That would have been great. So in our poll we did on Twitter, we gave them three options because I thought it would be nice and simple, good, bad, average. Pick one, okay? So in last place with 9% was average, as you might expect from pro wrestling fans. Like they're going to have an opinion somewhere yeah. or another. 14% chose bad 14% of people are wrong yeah I think so as well and 77% of people put good so that's a strong approval rating for a WWE I'd be interested to see what their approval rating of Monday Night Raw was yeah interesting but anyway it doesn't matter where can we find you on the social medias? So you can find us, uh, World of Rest Pod on Twitter, or World of Wrestling Podcast on uh, Facebook, also worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. has all the links to everything you need, including our merch, which you should go buy now. Look at this beautiful CM Punk style t-shirt you can buy. I mean, Punk t-shirt. I didn't say CM Punk. He's the best in the world. <laughs> Just like Shame of Man. We'll have a Shame of Man t-shirt next week. Uh, we are going to put other merch up soon. But yeah, mine uh, is uh, Rich Be Thy Name on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me also our latest matches on the SEPW YouTube channel, including title match between JD Knight and Meathead. Which is really good. And also you can find me on Nothing Else on TV as commentator for OWE. Yeah, buy a t-shirt. You're going to love it. <laughs> uh, don't know what we're covering next week. It'll be a nice surprise. Uh, I have an idea, but let's talk about it afterwards. Cool. All right, thank you very much for watching. That's WrestleMania over for another year. Well, I don't know why I've suddenly done the Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! We'll leave it there. Goodbye, people.